And greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome back to the Soul Citizens. I am Griffin Gaming RPG, and we are back again. Month of July, wrapping up, winding down, and uh, we're back with our series on industrial strength. And uh, we're going to be following uh, over the next few months, at the end of the month, each month, the last week of the month, we're doing this series, Industrial Strength, on uh, some of the larger ships in Star Citizen. Uh, in particular, I think last month we did the Hull D and Hull E, and uh, this this week we're doing uh, the Orion for all you mining lovers out there. But before we get into that, I want to introduce our panel of folks who are here. Let me start with the uh, start to my direct left, uh, which would be the man himself, Colossal, with those big headphones on his ear, like he's a sports announcer. He's, that's because you you're into your sports stuff. I know that's why you get those big headphones. But uh, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Hola, salutations, cheers. Good to see y'all. Bring your families. What's up, Griff? How you doing? Thanks for bringing me back. It's a good ship to talk about. Yeah. By yeah. the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the first week that you haven't had one of your sports things uh, behind you as a background. Uh, not that I'm asking you to put one up, but is there nothing going on for sports in Florida right now, or uh, are you just taking a break? Well, you know, sometimes you don't need to gloat. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 all right. Um, next to him, we have our uh, guest. He's been here before, and he's back again. We're always happy to have him, our good friend, Loic Ferris. Loic, how are you, buddy? Doing great. How are you doing, Griff? Doing good. Look at that voice, boy. You know, you can just turn off, just turn off your screen and just talk, brother. Just turn off the screen and talk. That's all you got to do. Tons of money. To do. I'll, tons I'll of do money. that. I'll provide the ASMR for the uh, for the stream. There you go. There you go. There you go. The category of James Earl Jones and Barry White and Luke Vandross. There you and go. All that's that's a huge compliment, James Earl Jones. Man, he's, he's he's like an icon. You know. That's awesome. Well, it's good to have you back, man. It's good to have you back. And last thanks, but thanks not least. Him. Uh, a visitor. We have a visitor here today. Someone we haven't seen in a while that our chat has been asking about. Uh, the green-eyed gal, Gigi. Yay! Ooh, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you? Uh oh, we don't hear you. You're you're uh, either you're mic'd up or keyed up or muted. One of the three. Can you hear me? There you go. Awesome. Hi everyone. <laughs> Hello, I miss you all. Hi. <laughs> How's everyone doing? She's back. She's back. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. So, Gigi, I, I, spirals. Yeah. I've already had two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've got it. I've got it for that because people always ask, Where's Gigi? So, Gigi, why don't you tell people what's been going on because they miss you? Okay, everybody, listen. My father's been having some health trouble and I'm in school now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've just been busy. I have small people who are here more often than not. <laughs> And I have a lot of things going on. <laughs> she's juggling. She's juggling. I'm juggling a lot. A lot. But, but you're what? into you're no, into mining. This is not my father. <laughs> oh, 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 you real funny, Glenstone. Real funny. Real funny. A lot of humor there. Uh, but no, Gigi's into mining, yeah, and we have. and we told her that we were doing the mining show, and she said yes, I definitely want to do that one. So she's made some time to be here today. So it's good to have everybody here today, and. Um, some of us have experience in mining, some of us greater than others. And so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the ship that none of us have seen yet, the Orion. And, uh, you know, I, I think that um, we, we opened up the show with a little preview that some of you saw. I'm not sure if everyone saw it. Hopefully you did uh, that uh, someone threw together and, and gives an idea of the scale of that ship and all the things that it can do. Uh, but let's jump into before we talk about that one. Let's talk about um, the mining ships that we do have already. 
Uh, and those two ships are the Prospector and the Mole. Um, wow. Thank you, Standard, for the resubscription for 15 months. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. 15 months hanging out Thanks, with standard. us. Thank you, Standard. Thank you, thank you. That's awesome. You um, are always awesome. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I forgot. I completely forgot our other... Who said VR Verping? Thank you for one month subscription. Thank you. Been with us for two months. Awesome. I forgot about our other cast member, Colossal. I don't know how I let it slip my mind, right? How did I let it slip my mind? Welcome to the Soul Citizens. I'm Whammer, and I'm back again this week. All right. So we can't, we can't forget about Whammer, all right? So Whammer's back again, guys. Yes. Um, so the Sith incarnate. <laughs> the Sith incarnate. We have a dark Whammer yes. now, right? Oh, no. <laughs> Loic, we introduced Whammer a couple of weeks ago, so we took the whole, you know, burger from uh, Star Citizen and made him a cast member in our show now. So That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about the, the prospector in the um in the uh in the mole. And I I'm and I'm gonna kinda go to Gigi first and I'll go to Loic and then I'll go to Colossal. Um Gigi, you've done the the prospector. That was one of the first ships, if I'm remembering, that you got into, at least one of the first careers, right? You're muted again. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Um, my, me and my prospector have been the bestest of friends for quite a while. Um, if you see me in the verse, I am in one of two ships. I am in an Avenger Titan, or I am in my prospector. <laughs> what made you? What made you decide to pick the prospector? I mean, because you could, you could actually decide to work and say, "I'll get a mole" or something. Is there something about the prospector you like? I wanted to do something that I could do solo. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have to round up a group of people every time I went out. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay. Like, it's one thing to round up a group of people and go out, but mm -hmm. sometimes I got like 45 minutes, right? And like mm -hmm. 45 minutes is already nothing for Star Citizen. So I definitely don't have an hour just to get everyone in the same place. Got you. <laughs> got you, got you, got you, got you. Okay, Loic, what about you? Do you own a Prospector, a Mole, both of them, one of them, none of them? I've got them both. Okay. Um, yeah, my uh, my my Prospector and I are very well acquainted. We have a love hate relationship. Um, uh, oh, I you know, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially whenever uh, whenever you're not paying attention, you're busy doing something else, and you got to make a sudden move in that ship. That ship doesn't like sudden moves, man. <laughs> not like any moves, really. No moves. It's just no moves. Be still all the time. Yeah. It likes to just kind of get placed in its spot and sit there and shoot its beam, mm -hmm. and you just eat your burger and fries and and yeah, wait until that Yeah, because if you don't, works. you're going straight up for whatever reason. <laughs> or yeah. my personal favorite is the flipping over, over mm -hmm. and over and over, just the barrel rolls. You love yep. the barrel rolls. Those are great. yep, yep. Head over heels all the way, and then you wind up being what you know a uh -huh. kilometer away from whatever from you were where trying you to were. mine. Yeah, <laughs> and good yep. luck yep. finding it again because uh -huh. you know you were mining. So yes. right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, do you look? Do you own uh, any of the custom colored moles, or did you go with the uh, standard orange? I went with the standard orange. Okay. Um, you know, I, I thought about some of the other colors, but uh, just something to me about mining in a bright orange ship. I figured it would make me a really great target when the game releases. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, Colossal, uh, I know that you. I've gone out with you, and you're definitely a person that enjoys going out in the mole. Uh, what do you, what are your pros and cons on mole versus prospector? Anything in particular? Well, the biggest pro is that I have more cargo. That's mm. the biggest pro for the um for the mole. I do like the prospector. Um, and but of course, you know she drives quite 
she rides like a bus, <laughs> you know, but I do like the fact that, you know, uh, I do have cargo space in the mold. Um, you know, you got, uh, you're running around with 24 pods, mm -hmm. 24 pods. And we're talking about the ones that you have and you can go ahead and detach them and, get, and go ahead and replace them. Right. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can, a, lot of, a little bit more things that you can do in a mold that, that, that you can't do in a prospector. Yes. Oh, but, you know, um, the other thing you can do in a mold, divide, your, divide your profits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, when you're in the prospector, it's just you, you know, since they, well, put, that, since they put the app on the Moby glass, you got to pay people now. You didn't have to pay people back in the day, you know? Well, I, I, I mean, who says you have to divide your profits? <laughs> I mean, no, or, <laughs> you know, or you, still can, you still can single pilot a mole and still go ahead and get in that main, that main yeah, gun. You, to. you just hope and pray that you're in an area where nobody else is around. <laughs> That's so true. that's true. I mean, you may not get as much because you have to basically take whatever you got with you and and, and head off to a, a a facility instead of just detaching your field cargos and have somebody else pick them up. Yeah. But there's so many ways you can work around logistics on that. Yeah. That's true. You mobile buyers. That's true. And I have a carbon one, by the way, because I went the opposite yeah. route of low affairs. I wanted to make sure that most of the planet's surface was kind of brown or gray, anyways. <laughs> so it would have, it would be you know a harder time for you to go ahead and detect me if you're just using visual instead of scanner. Yeah. So that's why I chose the carbon. Yeah, I wanted the carbon. I, I'm I'm like Loic. I got the the orange baby for now. But uh, I mean, you know what? I don't have one. What I have is the one they give you for having an Orion. So I still got to get one. So maybe I'll still purchase my, my carbon version. You have a loaner. You know, yeah, maybe I'll do that. But the white one looks cool too. So, you know, I, I don't know if you, it all depends on what you, I guess what you like, if nothing else. Um, but anyway, that, that's an interesting introduction to the, the, the mining ships that we currently have in game now. So uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the Orion. Um, this information that we're going to give you, and you guys know that the Orion has been out for a while now, 2015. It came out in the concept sale February 20th of 2015. And so some of this stuff is like, you know, what they said it was going to do back then, what, six years ago now? Doesn't mean that it's going to happen when this ship comes out. In fact, just a piece of trivia, for those of you who attended CitizenCon 2016, um, yeah, 2016, uh, in, in 4.0, in 4.0, believe it or not, they talked about 4.0 in CitizenCon the mole was supposed to be being released. So we're in 3.14 now, going into 3.17. So if that's still an indicator on their chart, maybe next year, maybe not. There's some people who actually think that the Orion is one of those anonymous ships that they're working on right now. There are like six or seven anonymous ships on the, um, what do they call it, the tracker. And we oh, don't know what they you. are. Now, not to be funny, I see it very difficult for them to put that ship out, but at the same time, these caps are coming out now, the Idris, the Javelin, so they could close the whole mining loop if they decided to put the Orion out, and that would be, you know, we'd have the mining ships. We, we're still waiting on that refinery ship to come, I think, but in general, uh, refining's in the game now, so the, 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 the uh, Orion could actually function fully as a refining ship and a mining ship. And it may not be so far-fetched for those people who think that it might pop up. So we'll see. But let me read this description to you guys. And uh, you can find this on the uh, RSI website, both on the concept sale page and the current page. It says the RSI Orion is mankind's premise, I'm sorry, premier spatial mining platform, fully compatible with all Mark IV remote mining devices 
and featuring an onboard refinery and a system of saddlebag class storage units. For advanced mining operations, the RSI Orion is second to none. The Orion carries a crew of up to six, responsible for flight operations, engineering, and manning both turrets and pre-installed drone interfaces. Onboard accommodations, while, the industri while industrial in style, support all crew for extended duration mining runs. A genuine complete mining solution, a single Orion can locate, identify, and extract lucrative ores, or it can be paired with explorers and transports to form the centerpiece of a large-scale mining operation. Get to the core of the matter with the all-new Orion. Robert Space Industry goal has always been to make the stars available to individual citizens. Now the RSI Orion mining platform, with the, with the platform, RSI is letting individuals take over a process formerly controlled by mega corporations. The Orion's features include high-grade cabin designed by the team that brought you the Aurora in the Constellation. I don't know if that's a good team to refer to. Uh, the, <laughs> the listed cargo capacity is only for dedicated cargo room and does not account for the mined material capacity in the storage pods, which will be detailed later. And we'll talk about what those, what those numbers are. Um, and so we get the idea that the Orion is the granddaddy of the mining ships, right? I mean, is that pretty much what we're getting? What do you guys think as far as this one compared to the other two? Is this the, yeah, well, the big one? Well, yeah, she's, she, she's the ultimate. She's the big one. Um, th there are some uh, a little bit uh, some differences though, because this was what 2015. Uh -huh. As as recently as the um, as the ship matrix, the ship matrix uh, last focus on the Orion was two years ago. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they moved it from six to seven. Yep. Maximum crew. Yep. And there's some other additional things that we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but but yeah, she's supposed to be the the pinnacle of all mining uh, of mining vessels. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she's it. Okay. Look, what were you going to say about it? No, I was agreeing with Colossal. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's absolutely as he said, the pinnacle of mining and a completely unique, or hopefully will be a completely unique gameplay loop, uh, completely different from what we currently experience in the Prospector or the Mole. So I think it's going to be really impressive. Okay. Uh, Gigi, any thought? Yeah, go Colossal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. What I do find interesting is that all the mining vessels are not from the same manufacturer. Yes. The Orion is RSI, mm -hmm. uh, the Prospector is MISC, and the Mole is what, Argo? Yes. So, and we know that they can work well with each other, but they do work better with the manufacturer that they have. I think they're trying to say that you can work with a hole, but the hole is usually what, what, MISC? Yeah. So you're gonna find the Prospector doing uh, uh, better or working better with the whole series mm -hmm. than you than you are with the Orion, uh, mm -hmm. although the Orion can still is compatible with it. It's interesting. Right. I just wanted to put that, that that thought out. Good point. Very good point. And we still don't know who's going to be the one with the capability to handle the saddlebags that they've talked about on these ships. Because it's interesting they mentioned saddlebags on this and it's RSI, where we've seen all three of the manufacturers have those saddlebags. So maybe they'll make that a, un a universal kind of thing that no matter who the manufacturer is, they'll be able to you know, take those bags in and transport it's, them. It's in the question that, so yeah, it's, that's that's been answered. They, okay. they will be able to work with each other. So the, the RSI will be able to work with uh, with MISC on that one in okay. particular. Cool. So they will be able to. You will be able to to because uh, the question was asked: Can the prospector work side by side with the Orion? The answer mm -hmm. is yes. Yeah. Um, and that's where the drones come into play. Okay. So it's going to be interesting. Very cool. DJ, would you do me a favor, kind of go through some of these specs? I'm going to show some pictures off while you're going through those specs on the uh, 
the difference in what this because this ship has grown in concept like a lot of the earlier ships that rs or the cig put out and it's almost grown in twice in, in fact it has twice its length uh so maybe we can talk about that a little bit um and and, and maybe show folks what the differences in sizes are with these uh with these ships now because they've def it has definitely changed uh over a period of time you see where i've got the more more ship concept numbers in the on the docket i'm sorry on the docket Yeah, just read those numbers out for folks for me. Um, All right, y'all. So it is at a 50-meter height with a 50-meter beam and a length of 170 meters, which is, woo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. And that's and, what it was a concept now. A concept, right. those were the numbers. So now the new numbers are what? The updated numbers are about to hurt y'all's feelings like yikes this is crazy okay <laughs> so the height is 100 meters beam 100 meters length 340 yeah 340 meters which puts yeah. the, which puts this thing bigger than an idris bigger than an 890 bigger than almost uh, is it as big as the whole e or just short of it it's one big of the, as the whole e. it's as big, big, big as the whole e yeah so this this is no small ship. This is at three forty meters. It's just over a thousand feet. Yeah. For our Americans in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it, that it's a pretty it's a pretty big ship to say the least. Um. Some of yeah. the images that you guys are seeing on the screen right now are early concepts for this ship, and you can see it looks not like that anymore. Um. These are some of the earlier designs they did of it. The one on the top or the one to the top right is actually showing what it was supposed to look like when the saddlebags were no longer, you know, when they were removed from the ship. Um, it's had a lot of different looks to it over, you know, the development, uh, but pretty detailed stuff that they've put together to show the size of this. Now, that picture there you're looking at is the front of the ship. That's the main operational area where the cockpit is. Uh, the ship has grinders, external grinders in, on it. Um, and, and there's actually a person who will operate those as far as the intake into uh, this particular ship. Um, so it's, it's, there's a lot to this. And then, like Colossal said, it was supposed to be a six-person crew. It, it has now moved up to a seven-person crew. And what we want to do now is kind of read off to you what some of those roles are. Because uh, there are uh, specific roles in this ship. And I don't know if they're ever going to do this in the mole. Because Colossal, you and I had a conversation about this. We talked about in the mold, there's a lot of stuff back there behind the pilot area, right? There are control panels. There's all types of stuff. And, and the question keeps coming up, will the mold be able to do any type of either sorting or refining? I, I keep thinking sorting probably, but I don't, I don't know if refining is ever going to become a factor, even though there's all this weird equipment in the back of that ship. What, what, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, there's no refining in the mold, no refining in the prospector. There is refining in the in the uh, in the Orion. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to filtering, to filtering, um, uh, the Orion can filter. Like for example, I can sit there and say I want to move over um, um, gold over here, and I want to move mm -hmm. um, you know other resources over here. The prospector and the mold won't be able to filter like that. They'll be able to reduce inert materials. Okay. Okay. If that makes sense. Yep. 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 Okay. So they they don't. So if you if you try to check and see which one, uh, uh, I mean, I was I was putting a, a T chart together and things like that, mm -hmm. and it seems like the Orion is the criminal. The criminal. I can do everything. Mm -hmm. The prospector and the mold does do have limitations. Okay. So so understand that the, and these ships have always been kind of considered a progression. 
the the uh, prospector came in as the starting ship for miners people who want to get into mining like and 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 gg once again that was one of like the first mining ships you got uh but then you move beyond that into the mole where now you've got a little bit more ability to not just mine but you can sort you can get rid of a lot of inert material but then you're going to need a crew for that i mean i guess you could do it as a one person person if you wanted to right Lower you can but you just you? make yourself a majorly <laughs> huge target just sitting somewhere giant and orange and begging someone to come blow you up and you know you can't get anywhere real fast in that thing so you're not outrunning anyone once they come for you yeah. so you really are just stuck and you're gonna get shot up and blown down so it's not really worth it honestly it's not yeah 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 and if even if it is now it certainly won't be by the time the game actually mm you know is released and you're looking at days and days and sometimes weeks before you get your ship back yeah, yeah. <laughs> and never mind the fact that not only will it take weeks to get your ship back but then you've got to reinstall you know, buy everything, all your components, components again and reinstall them yeah. like are you going to want to do that is it worth it to go mining yeah. in the mall alone mm. <laughs> you, see Donnie, you see what Donnie said? He said that Orion's EM and IR signature alone was screaming, Reach! You're going to see it from across the, the galaxy. Yeah. Think about the Orion. If you go out in Orion, you're not just picking up an Orion and going. This is a planned situation. This has a logistical mm -hmm. leader who's someone who made this a situation. You're going out with protection. You're going out with a crew, and there's like a five ship crew that is protecting you. There's no way you're just taking an orion out you're paying someone knowing good and well you're gonna make enough on that orion to pay everybody crew and including your security yeah if you get blown up in an orion what are you looking at like a month before you get your ship back well, good luck with that i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not worried about anybody attacking me in orion because one it's a cap right it's a capital ship it's no small task yeah it's, it's not easily taken down you're gonna have, you're gonna have to bring it to take it down secondly Later on, we're going to see what the drones look like on this thing. The drones alone are scary. The, I'm Man. telling you, the drones are scary. And this gun, it is armed. The ship is armed. Um, and we'll talk about, you because know, Gigi, I think you're mentioning a good point. There are people who do worry about vulnerability of certain ships, depending on where they're located, right? If, you know, versus, if you're in deep space, obviously you reduce the possibility of being found, but you're also further away from getting help when you're in deep space. And those, those will be some of the things that we'll talk about too. Those are good points. Loic, what do you, what do you, um, do you think that, and, and, uh, and as we go through this, and we're, we're going to hit on these different roles and responsibilities. Do you think Donnie that- Donnie I'm sorry, Donnie yeah. said a ship name for the Orion. USS, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, um, are people going to be prepared for this type of mining? And in, in other words, you know, it's great to say, ooh, that's the big mining ship, I'm going to get it, right? But Gigi just mentioned a real good point. There's a logistics dynamic to taking this ship, even taking it out, right? Going into deep space. You know, I mean, you're not going out for 15 minutes when you're taking Orion out, right? What, what do you see as far as the logistics dynamic of taking a ship out like this? Well, I, you know, I think when the ship first comes out, we're going to see a lot of people taking on a challenge of trying to run this thing either solo or with <laughs> a couple of people on board. Um, I mean, hey, we, we've all played this game before and tried crazy, right? So somebody's going to try it. We know this. Mm -hmm. um, I think logistically speaking, it's, it's going to be a tool that's going to really require the group start to think about things and really organize. And 
I think that there's going to have to be, you know, the Iran's not something you hop into like a hornet and just go fly out there and willy nilly and go, oh, hey, pretty rock, right? Mm -hmm. You've really got to have, there's more to just staffing the ship and just getting the ship out of dock and into a particular system. You need to spend that time. Uh, scanning resources, looking at asteroid fields and picking that one spot that's ideal for a ship of, of this capacity to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really just, it, it depends on how this game winds up being built. Um, a lot of what I read gives me the impression that this is going to be the kind of game where, you know, we're going to pick seven players to go with us and we're kind of committing to maybe spending a week or two out, mm-hmm. you know, just doing this one thing together. And mm-hmm. so it's a commitment. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be more, um, it's going to require a large amount of planning. Um, I would pay money to be a fly on the wall of the ones where people try to go out solo and they just, you know, <laughs> launch it into an asteroid field and say, I want to eat. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I think for the really organized crews, it's, there's going to be a substantial amount of recon first before you put an Orion anywhere because just mm-hmm. because of the sheer cost of doing it. Plus you have to manage refueling. So we're going to have to worry about uh, having star fares out there, they can keep the gas and you know mm-hmm. keep the ship gassed up mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, yeah. you know, plus food. I mean, simple things like that. Yeah. So, you know, I yeah. was, the, the picture that came to my mind. You guys have seen the TV show, The Deadliest Catch, right? You know, those guys just don't go out for a day to go fish. You know, they right. go out and they're they're way out there. You know, and and like you said, look, it's like a commitment that we're going to come back with our full load. You know what I mean? We're not coming back with a quarter load. We're going to come back because we've got to meet a certain requirement. And, and, and we're going to talk a little bit to you guys about the process of in the game. You know what, Chris, but yeah, if I can just talk sure, on, like, sure. also, like you just said with Deadliest Catch, mm-hmm. everybody who's going to be on an Orion had better be an expert. Mm-hmm. There's nobody, there's no greenhorns out here. Yeah. You show up and you know what to do. We expect that you've been on a mole and that you've been working on this. We mm-hmm. expect that if we're paying you the millions of AUAC that we're going to get mm-hmm. doing this work. You're not popping rocks. And you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we don't have time for that here. Yeah. There's Where's too much going? time, you know. money, and effort going into this. There's, we literally paid someone to do the logistics of this mission. Yeah. That means that when we get here, everybody better be on their P's and Q's. There are no mistakes. Mistakes that <laughs> right. you shot out like it's among us out of the airlock with. That's you. right. I mean, I'll have that trigger finger like Dr. Evil does when you finish. <laughs> one of his seats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I mean GV's right, Log is right. I mean, you got to have a crew out there. Let's let's go from small to large, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go to Prospector you by yourself. They said that you might be able to, uh, as long as the Prospector is landed, that mm-hmm. means with, with their legs down and it's landed on the ground, you may be able to mine and walk away. You mm-hmm. can't do that on a mole. Yeah. Okay, as soon as you get out of that seat, that laser goes off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that goes right to what Lorik is saying mm-hmm. in terms of you got to have people in those areas because what, now we're getting to the Orion, and we're going to get here, folks, and pretty soon. We're going to read you the specifics on what that station has. Mm-hmm. That's, there's there's going to be a person in charge of scanning. There's going to be a person in charge of uh, uh, laser. Not one. Mm-hmm. I mean, just one laser, but you got two lasers on there. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to have a crew. And then to go to what Gigi is saying, you better have a good crew who knows how to get yourself those resources and extract them and go ahead and and move them around because you also got another person who's in charge of cargo and filtering and all that stuff. And that stuff takes time, folks. You you just can't have an inept crew. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Dr. Evil here. I'll pull that button. You blew up that. Okay. You're sinking down out of space or something. 
Yeah, I'm trying colossal. to see their little body flipping over in the rear view mirror. <laughs> yeah. So colossal, I'm gonna get you drunk when you're Ryan. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I, I love what I love what I love what Panther said. Panther said, "You better know your Dolvine from your Bexalite." There's a, that's, that. that's right. That better, right. Know, yes. better know your stuff. I, I love that. I love that. Let's take a quick overview, and then we're going to talk about these. Well, let's talk about the roles first. Okay, let's let's go ahead and jump into that. I think Colossal, you've got the very first role. That and by the way, they, they, what we're reading from, and I'm going to put the link in chat for you guys. This is actually with Tony Z, our our favorite, one of our favorites. Tony Z wrote uh, about the uh, about mining. It's in the mining doc that uh, CIG put out, um, and he was very specific. and And as you guys know, Tony Z, even though this may have been written five years ago, um, usually what Tony Z comes up with, we see it eventually. And so I, I don't think that it's going to be very much different than what we see. So I just put the link in chat. You guys can follow along with us on this, talking about the careers in mining. Uh, Go ahead and read that off. He's going to open up with the first one is the pilot, right? So let's, let's talk about what the pilot, because he's very specific about these roles. Right. And it's worth noting that they are subject to change. These are five or six years old. Mm -hmm. So I believe I heard about some things like the cargo that, that may not be um, doing, uh, going that way. But, you know, this is what we have. All right, starting with the pilot. The pilot, of course, navigates the ship. While this sounds straightforward in practice, it is often challenging as impacting an asteroid can seriously damage a player's ship. And the asteroids with the most attractive resource compositions are often deep within a concentrated field. Pilots make the final call as to which individual asteroid warrants the most immediate attention, often choosing from an array of possible targets identified via the scanning process. They also determine whether to remain in a fixed position around an asteroid throughout the excavation process or to adopt a more active role, gradually rotating around a selected asteroid and thus giving the beam operators a better opportunity to find and extract valuable pockets, selected asteroids, and thus giving the beam operator a better opportunity to find attractive selected, valuable targets, pockets of buried ore. Many asteroids are filled with dangerous materials that, under the right conditions, can blow the asteroid to pieces, increasing the value of a good pilot that can quickly uh, navigate a ship to a safe distance, even when the warning time is minimal. This is what happens when you have to blow up the screen. You tend to read the same line twice. <laughs> but pretty much, yeah, that's a pilot. Yeah. And, and I know many of you have been in that situation before where a rock is becoming unstable, overheats, and you have to do the quick backup. Well, it's one thing to do it in a prospector. It's one thing to do it in a mole. It's another thing to do it in a ship that's a thousand meters long in an asteroid belt, no small task. And so you want your pilot to be on point and paying attention. Donnie, thank you so much for that subscription. We appreciate it. Uh, you want that pilot to know what they're doing. So, you know, I think someone mentioned this earlier, everybody who has a role in this ship, you want them to be skilled. Of course, everybody's not gonna be the master, but you definitely want some experience under their belt because it's no small task to run this ship. Um, Loic, why don't you hit the next category for us, the scan operator? Sure. So the scan operator is responsible for injecting remote material analysis packages, also known as RMAPs, into nearby asteroids that, upon success, immediately begin sending telemetry data back to the pilot and scan operator, informing them as to the asteroid's pre precise material composition. Depending on the ship, 
and its associated hardware, anywhere from several dozen to hundreds of RMAP-equipped, manually-guided missiles may reside upon a mining vessel. Upon selecting an asteroid, the center of the mass is automatically calculated, and the Skyon operator begins the process of gradually scanning for a suitable RMAP insert point. This is a multifaceted process involving a search for a selection of surface geometry oriented such that its perpendicular traverses the center of the center of mass or somewhere close to it. The operator receives feedback on the angular differences, but it's ultimately their call as to whether a given site is good enough or not. Once inserted, or once an insertion site has been selected. The location and optimal injection orientation are displayed, and the scan operator may launch, may launch, may launch an RMAP-equipped missile. The missile's thrust and guidance systems are manually controlled with the objective of being uh, to impact the asteroid at the precise point with the exact orientation dictated via the previous step. The distance from the computer-specified injection position, deviation from the optimal angle, base material of an asteroid, and final impact velocity ultimately determine whether an injection is successful or not. One interesting aspect of this particular effort is that the confidence of the scan operator plays a significant role. The more option the initial insertion point selected, which typically makes more time to achieve, the larger the error can be in the subsequent missile guidance stage and still achieve a successful insertion. Mm -hmm. More skilled operators, therefore, will often be willing to accept a mediocre insertion site so that they may quickly proceed to the next stage, confident in their abilities to hit the precise location at a specified speed and angle such that they'll still be able to achieve success. Good point. And Bluesy, yeah. to answer your question, so we don't just shoot it? No. <laughs> nope. We don't. We don't. <laughs> it, go ahead. Go ahead. Th this is, this to me is really an exciting role. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I'd have to admit, I, it probably would be one of the first ones I'm going to try when this, this gameplay loops out. It, it reminds me a lot of what you do when you're mining in Elite Dangerous, but with much greater depth. Mm -hmm. um, I love the idea of scanning an asteroid, looking for those those that insertion point, guiding a missile into it, and then, you know, really getting good at it. Because all of us, we're going to all look for that perfect insertion point. But then eventually, just as it says here, we're going to kind of go, all right, this is mediocre. I can make this work. I can make this work, right? Mm -hmm. And there's going to be that back and forth in the ship going, dude, seriously, that other one? No, 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 I got this, right? And you're going to get that missile in and go, see, told you, yeah. you know, and, and you're going to be set. So, yeah. And you just mentioned yeah. about Elite. And those of you who don't play Elite or have never played Elite, uh, one of the things that I will admit is truly impressive is watching mining in Elite. Uh, no small thing. We're gonna we're gonna show you guys real quick what it looks like when you mine a large asteroid because this is a different type of mining. And, and basically, what Loic just read, we're gonna have something very similar to what you're about to see come into Star Citizen. So let's take a quick look at that. Detonation in ten seconds.
So you guys can see how they had the large asteroid and shattered it into smaller pieces and eventually there's a breakdown. So the Orion will do something very similar to that, which is pretty cool. Colossal, you were going to say something beforehand. I'm sorry. What were you going to say about it? No, I was just piggybacking what uh, what Loic said and what you guys are saying. You saw a part of it, right? Usually the initial part phase is usually an elite dangerous. It usually shows it like in some type of night vision. Mm -hmm. and and you'll see all this wonderful graphics of the asteroid or the asteroid field and you'll see certain areas of the asteroid that says these are your uh, where, where the resources are so you would shoot some type of a missile that, uh, using that what we see as our map right mm -hmm. so you would shoot some type of missile guidance system on those specific areas which are the detonators and then mm -hmm. that's where everybody saw the um the asteroid being detonated and then you would throw out a limpet and the limpet would go out and, and pick up and collect those uh, materials mm -hmm. for elite dangerous yep. so it's going to be interesting on how the drone comes in with mm -hmm. the orion now if it's going to be somewhere like that mm -hmm. that's a very good illustration of what we could see not not saying it's going to be exactly like that because the cig always have a a good habit of making what they do their own their own spin but yeah. um mm -hmm. yep. but uh it's going to be but this is a good uh illustration of what we could see yeah well and you know Piglet, oh, sorry. Excuse me, sorry. Piglet, you're not going to get me going today. Don't start on the origin stuff. That's all I'm going to say. All right. You're not going to get me going today. All right. Go ahead, Lloyd. <laughs> Jeez. I, uh, what, what, so for, for those of you who have done core mining in, in, in Elite, one of the things that, that comes along with that is rotating a ship with an asteroid. And so mm -hmm. you're essentially taking a ship and you're, you're maneuvering it flat like this. And one of the things that happens is while you're focused on that asteroid, every once in a while you bump into something. Mm -hmm. And so as I was reading about the scanner um, uh, role and trying to make sure that you launch that uh, uh, the the uh, RMAP into into that proper location. I'm just trying to visualize a thousand foot long ship <laughs> rotating around <laughs> an asteroid. <laughs> yeah, no small task. That's why you got to have a good pilot. That, that's uh -huh. honestly why you got to have a, a good pilot. All right, Gigi, why don't we talk about the uh, exothermic reaction detector? We don't have one of those on the prospector, I don't think. So let's uh, let's talk about that. You mean the beam operator? The beam I'm, I'm operator. sorry, beam operator. I'm sorry, I skipped one. I'm sorry. Yes, beam operator. Yeah. Okay, beam operator. The beam operator is typically the second-in-command of a mining expedition. They are responsible for wielding the multi-megawatt mining beam generators affixed to one or more robotic arms near the front of the ship that fracture asteroids into digestible chunks. The beam operator has direct control over the output wattage and is thus able to precisely control how much energy to dispense into a given area of an asteroid. This is critically important as the injection of surplus energy into a volatile material can cause an explosive chain reaction to occur with a total destructive force ultimately determined by the type of am and amount of reacting material. The beam equivalent of a sledgehammer, therefore, can be used to quickly excavate large quantities of inert materials, but a lower wattage scalpel will be necessary when attempting to safely extricate those that may react violently in the presence of sufficient energy. Mm, okay. So this is some, one of the diagrams that's on the uh, website. Uh, and we guys, and again, this is early, five years ago, six years ago, but we kind of can tell from what they've added into the game right now in relation to mining uh, that we have to pay attention, obviously, when we're um, using the laser uh, to find that sweet spot, right? Whenever we're mining, um, make sure that we don't overheat the rock, create greater instability, and of course, have it explode on us. So again, this person is integral, <laughs> not only to getting a good product, but also the safety of everybody aboard the uh, the ship. Because uh, as Loic said, 
I can't imagine trying to back a 1,000 foot long mining ship away uh, because your beam operator wasn't paying attention and you're one of those large, uh, you know, asteroids might decide to blow up on you. Um, I, I, again, this is another role that somebody's going to be very focused on. I think somebody said it earlier. You're not going to look. I think you said it. You may have somebody who wants to go out with two or three people, but you can't move between these different positions and try to handle all this at one time. I mean, something's going to, something's not going to give when you try and do that. I don't think in the game. So for me, mm-hmm. I would probably be a beam operator. Mm-hmm. Um, if not a beam operator, then definitely a scan operator, but more than likely a beam operator. And, um, yeah, as of right now, I would absolutely not join any type of crew. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I do my best, me and my little prospector out there doing the thing, right? But <laughs> That's it, though, huh? Here's yeah. what I wonder. I wonder, does the beam operator has access to shields? Because <laughs> if he or she falls asleep at the job, and all of a sudden, like, you know how you get it, Lord. You've been out there mining on that mode, and all of a sudden, somebody's like, I got it, I got it. I got it. And all of a sudden, boom. <laughs> well, so yeah. I wonder, is that person going to have access to shields? If they fall asleep at the wheel, and all of a sudden it says here, this information is presented to the operator in the form of a vertical bar graph plotting over time, showing the probability per second. So mm-hmm. if that person yeah. doesn't uh, monitor the spike yeah. of a volatile uh, asteroid, do they have access to the shields so they can go ahead and, and load that, that, that front shield because you're going to get popped? Well, I mean, we know that now they're supposedly now they're giving that you can assign those roles and permissions as the pilot. Right. So I guess you'll have the liberty to give that person that role, mm. you know, but again, everybody's got to be kind of on their watch. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you know, somebody goes and has coffee while somebody else is doing something. Everybody's going to have to be really on station. Because if something does go wrong, almost everybody's got to respond. Yeah, yeah. At, at some point, you know. But that's a good point because, you know, you want somebody to throw those shields up the right way to hopefully, you know, take some of the punishment <laughs> if something goes wrong. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I I, I saw a question go by in chat that yeah. I have to call out. I, sure. I just think it was hilarious. Uh, Donnie asked uh, if we think there'll be a mini fridge next to the beam operator's chair oh God. Uh, filled with beer. And if so, what kind of beer do we think will be in there? None yet. No drinking while working the lasers. No <laughs> drinking allowed. <laughs> you drink a pip. That's about all you'll be allowed to drink. Okay. Let's go on to the next position. The exothermic reaction detector. Uh, every mineable material has its own unique set of parameters dictating how much energy a given quantity can absorb. And actually, this was the thing I just showed a few seconds ago. How quickly it can dissipate energy, how easily it can transfer excess energy to surrounding materials, its probability of fragmentation as energy levels reach critical levels, and numerous other things. The average size, let me show this thing again. The average size of the fragments carved from an asteroid as the result of mining beam being utilized then depends upon the amount of wattage the beam is injecting into the body, as well as the type of materials into which the energy is being directed. As fragments are torn asunder from the parent body, they generate seismic tremors that resonate throughout the asteroid and only gradually dissipate. Some volatile materials are sensitive to such vibrations, and as such, minimizing the magnitude of any such tremors is often a considerable of considerable concern. This is complicated, however, by the fact that such tremors are modeled independently of one another, 
with the sum total displacement caused by the supposition of the waves constantly being applied against the various materials within the asteroid. Thus, even a series of small tremors can present a serious threat depending on how the waves interfere with one another. So, if I'm reading this correctly, what Tony Z is saying is that because there can be a variety of different materials in a particular asteroid, they can respond differently to seismic tremors and vibrations. And so someone's gonna to have to be paying attention as we're showing on that gauge, that when the when someone, when they're mining, that the, the volatility of the rock, basically what we do now, if the volatility of the rock gets too great, somebody needs to be paying attention to that. That's basically what he's saying. And he says it can, it can vary depending on, like for right now, those of you who've mined um, Quantanium, you realize that when there's a small window, right? And you got to get it right. If you don't get it right, but that's the only thing you really have to worry about. You don't have to worry about reactions of the other minerals that are inside of the stone. They're saying here, they're going to make it where all the different materials respond differently and can create their own vibrations and instability and everything else. So that's another role. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's go down. Who's got the next one? Colossal? Laser yep, seismometer? Yes, the laser seismometer. The laser seismometer shows each individual tremor within an asteroid, as well as the superposition of the various waves. It also shows the vibrational thresholds for any seismically sensitive materials contained with the asteroid, assuming that an R map has been successfully injected. Explosions that occur as the result of a seismic event are often considerably more dangerous than chain reactions that consume a quantity of material in a localized area because they will cause all, sorts, all such material within the entire asteroid to detonate, with the end result often being the complete destruction of the asteroid and a pronounced danger to any mining ship unfortunate enough to be in close proximity at the time. Fortunately, such events are often telegraphed in advance via seismic activity growing progressively more erratic and tiny pockets of material prematurely detonating and causing the ejection of small sections of the asteroid into space. Highly compressed pockets of gas buried within the asteroid present another distinct danger to a mining operation. Exposure of even a small portion of gas pockets to the vacuum of space results in an immediate explosion decompression that can splinter nearby sections of the asteroid, send astronauts hurling through space, and generate considerable seismic turbulence. Hmm. Okay. All right. Interesting. Pretty straightforward stuff. Um, so again, is it going to be... Go ahead, go ahead. Is going to be a lot more intense than what we see right now. I'm quite sure a lot of the stuff we see in game right now dealing with the prospects and moles, mm -hmm. but it seems like dealing with the Orion, since they can handle the more sensitive or volatile equipment, this is going to be a lot more intense. I want to know what's going to be the blast radius. Well, they also talk about the fact something that we don't have in the game now are gas pockets that are inside of these asteroids, too. And that's the other thing that they've introduced. You know what I want to know? Mm -hmm. I want to know, considering how different the Orion will be to operate from the mole and the prospector, what form of practice are they going to give us? 
<laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not laughing. I'm not kidding. They have to because if you don't, you ha you're, so you're telling me that we have no choice but to get 20 people on an Orion and go up and definitely crash it until we figure it out. I think it's going to be what you said earlier. I think it's going to be the people who step into that ship will be the people who have the experience from previous mining and just like how like you know we had to learn prospector mining. You know what I mean? Kind of totally green. I think that. I think yeah, in this case, yeah, but it's not case, the same thing because that's a much bigger ship and a much bigger loss. Oh well, true, but I'm saying there was still a learning curve. Is my point, and I'm saying the people who can take that learning curve will be the people, like you said, who have some mining experience, who will do their homework I, like we're doing right, now. Right. But what I'm saying is, even with all homework done and everything, mm -hmm. all the information that we will have is completely theoretical. So, mm -hmm. what practical knowledge do we get before we just have to put a ship in space? You put a ship. As far as I'm concerned, you put a ship in space and know when to shut off the laser. That's how you keep from blowing up. Because most of the time, when people were learning, but it doesn't seem to be as simple as that with this. Well, I don't know. Hard to say because it's like you said, it's now. all. Well, we don't have a physical ship to work with to kind of see whether it is going to be more difficult. I get what you're saying. It's a lot more in, a lot more involved in this. It's not the same. You know, I get it. Like I said, even introducing gas pockets, right? We don't have anything right now that we could say, oh, I know what that means, right? There's something else they're going to be introducing and we're going to, I guess, have to figure it out. I don't know if there's any, any I'm sure they'll put something out. Hopefully they will, but we'll see. Were you oh, going to say, Lloyd? Well, I was going to say, you know, it, when I think about the gas pockets, it reminds me a little bit of uh, mining quantanium. I mean, when you visualize it in your head, obviously, it's a little bit different. Quantanium is something that's very explosive, that's very volatile that you're trying to mine, uh, whereas a gas pocket is an area that you don't want to breach because otherwise it explodes the side of the rock. Mm -hmm. But what is that gameplay loop going to look like? Is there going to be a situation where maybe you can do a controlled uh, evacuation of that of that uh, pocket mm -hmm. or not? Um you know, that, that even brings to question, you know, just when we're talking about different types of elements in a rock, you know, you're looking at quantanium and you're looking at anything else that's going to be introduced to the game in the future. Mm -hmm. What is all of that going to be like? I think um, coming into the ship, there, there's going to be a lot of us who are going to get to play in it in, in alpha. So we'll be in a position where it's not going to cost as much uh, to lose it. And we'll get a lot of practice and, and uh, uh, guidance along the way. Um, Obviously, jumping into the ship for the first time, you know, upon release, if you've never mined before, if you've never played Alpha before, if you've never been in it, uh, it's going to be pretty daunting. But I guess then the question would be, you know, you can identify asteroid belts that are essentially good for practice. You know, here's here's an area we're just going to pick up a bunch of Laronite, mm -hmm. um, nothing really to worry about. This is a good training ground for a crew and you start getting your crew put together and the people who are going to really uh, hone those skills and then you just kind of step it up slowly as you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because there are introducing some new stuff here that we've never seen before, right? Um, you know, Piglet asked an interesting question here. He said, we're talking about what is planned for this one particular ship and one particular game loop. How can anyone think this game will come out in less than 10 years? Um, well, there's a couple, couple dynamics here. Um, I want to separate two games, right? I want to separate Squadron 42 and Star Citizen and what their timelines are. Um, the game that was initially launched and the game that was originally talked about, as you guys know, was Squadron 42. And that was the game that had the dates and times and all that other great stuff tied to it. Star Citizen has never had a time or date set date. to it. Yep. And, never and had I it. want to make sure that's very clear. I know I get where you're going, Piglet, but I want people who don't know the history to kind of get it. That Star Citizen is kind of like Eve. It's kind of like World of Warcraft. I'm not talking about the sense of that it's launched now, but I'm saying it's going to be a continual MMOP 
MMORPG world that is constantly being built outward. Um, how can we think that maybe the Orion will be coming out fairly soon? Only because the mechanics, because <clears throat> the mechanics that are needed for this ship are finally in our hands. Refining is in our hands. Mining is in our hands. Um, the consumables are in our hands. The, the uh, what's the other, the new thing they just added? Uh, what do they call them? The passives are in our hands. The only thing that's not in our hands is the ship. That's the only thing that's not in our hands right now. And so that's the next step. Uh, if, if we were to name all I would things... like to point out that I fully do not believe that we're going to have the Orion anytime in the near future. I really, right. truly believe we will get the Orion when Squadron 42 comes out. Yeah, and when I say future, not I'm, after. I'm, I'm basing it upon his question when she said 10 years. And, and, and I don't, oh, I, okay. no, no, yeah. I don't, I don't believe it's coming out anytime soon. I was uh -uh. saying there are people who were saying that, Ooh, who knows if it's one of those anonymous ships that's on the list right now. I don't think it's that way. I'm saying people have been kind of throwing that out there. I like you, I think that the Orion, cause you know how we talked about some of those certain ships, like the Endeavor, the Orion, uh, those are the ones that are kind of like the final wrapping the of those ships. Out, yeah. yeah. Yep. So I, so again, and, and I, I know we can we can pick and nitpick about times and dates and all that stuff. People want to say, well, 2012, they weren't doing anything in 2012. There were six people in 2012, and we can't count from that year to today. I'm sorry. I can count well, from 20. I always say, mm -hmm. I always say, what does that got to do with the price of tea in China? It is what it is right now. Just so leave that alone, folks. Leave the dates and times alone. I know, but because I don't want that, people. That, that, I don't want people to kind of get the wrong impression though, because people put that out right. there and they do think that that's the real timeline. And I mean, to me, yeah. the honest real timeline when the company was the company and building was when we got to 2013, 14. They started putting things together. And here's the yeah. deal, y'all. Any AAA game, find me any major AAA game that didn't take eight to ten years to do. I'm sorry. Right. And, I hate to break your hearts. And this is two games being built at the same time, not one. So from I, I, so I, so I, right from scratch with no company, no engine, no nothing. So I get it. Trust me, we get it. We've been through this, but I do want to people. I don't want us to. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, you know, this thing is coming right around the corner because all the mining stuff is in place. But I also am saying, yeah, we're almost there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay, and with with the mining thing because they're they're wrapping up mining. They've even said it a few weeks ago. They asked them is there anything else coming along with mining? And they said, there's there's some tweaks that we want to do to make things a little better, but they're going to start moving into medical and everything else. And the only thing left to do is the ship now. And the, and we've, all, we've, got, we've got the mechanics. We just need the ships now. Somebody was going to say something. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. Was it Lloyd? No, yeah, no, you're good. I, you know, there's a couple of things to consider. And I know there's people here, you know, you, you, You'll, you'll never change people's opinions, but you have to look at CIG from its inception. Uh, it started, as you mentioned, Griffin, it was a six-person company. Mm -hmm. This is a company that's ballooned into a massive operation. And every single company, if you have any experience in business whatsoever, every single company goes through its growing pains. And when it goes from a small company, especially a six-person shop, mm -hmm. to then a 20-person shop, to a 100-person shop. And now, you look at the size of CIG and how they're across multiple countries, multiple cities. I mean, they had to go through so many growing pains to get there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's it hits that whole thing if you can't please everybody. Um, you know, what are we going to do? Release the game now before it's done. Uh, then you have the backlash that Cyberpunk had, right? Um, or are we going to make sure the game's right? And these guys are working on an, a phenomenal project. They've got some exceptionally talented individuals working in that company, and they are just as passionate about this project as as, as we are as players. And it, it's um, 
I, I can only imagine being in those offices and listening to those complaints and people who are pushing those dates as though they're the MMO dates and how frustrating that must be for them. So really, I, you know, yeah, do I want things to come out quickly? Yeah, I'd love it to release tomorrow. But in the end, you know, it's it, we, we all need to be patient. We all need to take a deep breath and um, just support these guys and help them test and and that's it. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Right. So. Now, going back to the topic of the show, because I don't want <laughs> You're the right. show to be all about people throwing salt about time and dates, right? We're talking about the Orion. Thank you, CC Creator. And, go ahead. CC gave out five gift subs. Thank you, CC. You thank all you, send thank some you. love to CC if you got one of those. Thank one you, of those. Thank you, CC. Give CC some um, love. You know, I'm quite sure we can develop a platform on, on dates and times. Thanks and stuff like for that. On that. <laughs> Hey, Whammer. Um, oh, that was the wrong going... thing. Sorry about that. Hey, thanks for the subscription. <laughs> <laughs> now you can go. <laughs> going back to the, the ship, I, in, in terms of the, the, the answer, the question, um, I <laughs> think that you'll probably see the Orion when you start seeing the whole series start to kick, kick in. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, because you're going to need the whole series to go ahead and, and, and take that cargo and move around. Mm -hmm. The Orion is not going to keep... Ryan only has what we we three hundred and some odd six sixty eight SEUs with the cargo, cargo space. That's for cargo. That's without mm -hmm. the um. That's without the, uh, the mm -hmm. stuff. But you bring in a whole E, like you said, compared to size. Mm -hmm. You bring in a whole E to help you carry all that and, and help you move on with logistics and stuff like that. While the Ryan's main intent is to stay out there and harvest. Look at the uh, Orion is a Greek word, guys. Orion is a <laughs> the Greek. Orion is a Greek god, mm -hmm. a huntsman. Mm -hmm. So what is that? If you think about it, this it, this ship is hunting for ore. Yeah. Yep. So it's going to stay out there, but you need some if, if in, in additional support. If you want to rack in that money, you're going to need the haulers. You may need the haulers. Mm -hmm. So that's why I probably you probably won't see anything with the Orion coming in until the haulers start to get a little bit of love. Okay. All right. Who's got the uh, analytical material processor? That's me. Is that you? <laughs> So the analytical materials processor, the mining beam is equipped with a high energy scanning probe called the analytical materials processor that provides constant feedback as to what type of materials lie beneath the surface. Within range of the probes in the specific direction, each material identified is presented on a horizontal bar graph uh, re replete with information regarding the depth at which it can be found and the approximate quantity. Okay. So this is I, like right now, you guys know on our ships and the prospector in the mole, when you put the laser mine head on it, it tells you what the, what the contents are of that particular asteroid. But this is going even further. Like you said, Loic, of even telling you depth and more information, more data in relation to not only what materials are there, but you know, how to get into them. Um, an exciting mm -hmm. thought because so who, who, who saw that movie? Um, oh, geez. Uh, the one with the asteroid that had Bruce Willis in it. Does oh, anyone remember the name? Armageddon. Armageddon. <laughs> this ship almost kind of reads like a ship where you've got a giant drill and you're drilling into an asteroid so you could suck the materials out of it. <laughs> It'd be cool. <laughs> it would be cool. All right, Gigi, you get the, the big long one here, the cargo operator. The cargo operator utilizes hell. <laughs> utilizes a console on the bridge of the ship that allows them to monitor a camera mounted within the forward-facing input port. 
From that vantage point, the cargo operator can view the impact area of the mining beam, as well as the various asteroid fragments that are broken apart from the parent body and ejected out into space. The input ports contain a powerful crusher that quickly reduces any incoming asteroid fragments to rubble and stores them in attached cargo modules for the transport for transport or on ships with an integrated refinery subsequent processing into their purified elemental forms. Wait one sec. Mm -hmm. Sorry. The cargo operator directs a targeting cursor toward fragments of interest with an integrated fragment scanner, similar to the analytical materials processor utilized by the beam operator, providing immediate feedback in regard to the fragment's precise composition. In this manner, the operator is able to get a quick sense as to the relative value of the fragment and whether it is worth attempting to guide it into the input port or whether it contains so little value that it's best avoided so as to preserve precious cargo space or time, consuming refining effort. The fragment scanner also displays the object's mass, trajectory, and velocity. The cargo output controls a tractor and repulsor beam generators typically mounted just within or outside the input port, and the magnitude of force generated by each can be precisely controlled so as to allow for intricate modification and, con and control of a fragment's trajectory. The cargo operator display also no the cargo operators display allows for a viable magnification zoom which is necessary since attractive and repulsive forces are applied at the precise location detonated by the target cursor application of force to a fragment's extremity then will typically result in generating a rotation on the object rather than any significant change in its direction Thus, considerable skill, including the ability to quickly estimate an object's approximate center of mass, <laughs> is required in order to efficiently apply forces and guide fragments along the desired path. So you're going to have to be able to look at a rock and know how big it is. <laughs> and if you can't do that, the Orion ain't for you. Well, I mean, I don't even know that this is one of the ones that I was talking about that could be changed. Mm -hmm. um, but in, in other words, their job is to either to retract or repulse. Mm -hmm. that, that's it. They're, they're, they're the one that says, bring it in, or don't need it. it. Out. Right, mm -hmm. right, right, right. That's I don't a, know how they, they, really did, they really did just say, you got to be able to look at a rock mm -hmm. and be able to guesstimate how big it is on the fly mm -hmm. or you're not going to do well at this. Mm-hmm. Because what you're bringing is the the good stuff in, bad stuff out. You bring it into the grinders by via tractor beam, right? And and you determine basically what goes into the hold, basically. right? And just if it's big enough, if it's too small, if it's mm -hmm. worthless, if it doesn't have enough, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. mineables on it, or if the mineables on it aren't, yeah, you know, worthwhile. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to have to calculate all at once. Yep. And it, and this goes back to what you were saying earlier too about how everybody's got to be on point in their positions. People this have is what to I'm know saying. Because if you yeah. can't do your job, it is out the airlock. Yeah. <laughs> we are not paying people who cannot do their job on this ship. Did we tell you she was a Sith incarnate? <laughs> okay. Here's our last position: the refinery operator. Uh, the position of the refinery operator only exists on mining ships that contain an integrated refinery. Refineries allow raw ore to be gradually converted into their purified component, for component forms, 
with the undesirable elements being ejected back out into space in the form of dust. Purified materials consume a small fraction of the storage space of their unrefined counterparts, which is of particular concern when dealing with low-quality asteroid fields that possess valuable elements only in a highly diffused form, or when attempting to minimize the number of return trips back to a trading or storage facility. The refinery operator controls the routing of the ore to the variety of specialized processing units, each of which has a different role to play in the separation of the one material from another. Operator errors in the refinement process can cause sensitive equipment to fail, stalling the conversion process and costing valuable time until the affected item is replaced, typically with a surplus part stored in the ship's inventory. All the aforementioned specialist positions may be helmed by either a player or an NPC, with more experienced NPCs performing their duties in a superior fashion, but usually at the expense of demanding a high monthly salary. Woo. Right. That's me. <laughs> I'm worth it. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, Bluesy, I, I hear you. Lisa's glad I skipped mining. It sounds like a real headache. Um, yeah. You know, the funny thing about that, Bluesy, for those of us who've mined in other games, and I will say other than Elite, and for those of us who are mining in games like uh, Eve, this is actually a challenge. Uh, Eve's mining was basically you rode out to the asteroid, turned on your laser, and read a book. Threw out them drones. And just, and just read a book. That was all you did. And it, it was cool, but there was little, there was no challenge. You could, like, could you mess it up? Could you make it worse? It was... All you had to do is keep your eye open for somebody who wanted to attack you, and that was it. So this is a little bit different for those people who get into this type of thing. And for some people, this is not their thing, right? It's just, you know, who wants to go out and sit on a ship for two weeks just looking at rocks? For some people, they, that's not what they want to do in Star Citizen. But there are a lot of people who, yeah, this is what they want to do. And I'm glad to see okay. that, there's, that there's this much detail there. And I hope, not just with mining, but all the careers, that we see that CIG creates this depth, this level so that when you step into something, you know, you can come in at an entry level, but if you want to go deep, the game provides that for you to uh, to be able to do. So hopefully that will be um, our future with the game. Um, I would like to just point out, yeah, Citizen, Citizen VAR pointed out mm -hmm. something that when I was reading, I thought about it too. Mm -hmm. Based on the wording of what I just read, mm -hmm. not all Orions are going to have a refinery. Mm. I don't know. Where does that say? Where, 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 where? I'm encouraged. Where, based on the wording. From here? From the wording you just read? From the cargo yep. operator part? Yep. Was there something in particular that stood out to you? Hang on, let me find it again. Integrated refineries. Because I was under the impression that only the Orion would have the refineries. But she's saying that whether or not and, it, it that you can have one that maybe doesn't. Is that what you're saying, G? That maybe you could, yeah. that you could or could not. Okay, so it says here um, the input port contains a powerful crusher that quickly reduces any incoming asteroid fragments to rubble and stores them in attached cargo modules for transport or on ships with an integrated refinery. Oh, okay. so oh, let me go oh, back oh, to oh, that. Oh. So whether or not, you, or or the to other ships. The very first stanza, colossal last last sentence of the very first stanza. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cargo operator. Okay. 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 I. 
I would, I don't know if it'll say that it doesn't have one, but I think what, what I, at least what I'm reading it says at least, is that you can bring the stuff on board your ship, but you can put it in a cargo module and you don't have to do the refining. You can send it off raw to somebody else who can do Cause you know, there's supposed to be another ship that's a refining ship. So I, right. at least that's what it seems like it might be saying. But again, I, you know, like you said, I don't, I don't know. But we, we know that if there, if there is one ship that does it all, it's this one, whether or not it's integrated when they use, cause they use the word integrated, you know, it's hard to say. Right. right. It's hard to say. Right, cause when I look at the question and answer and things like that, it clearly says that uh, because of the piping um, yeah. that are in the ships, um, cause people ask, can you go ahead and substitute this for that? Can you substitute lasers for a refiner? Can you da, 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 da? And because of the ship's piping, it won't allow well, that. They said it wouldn't allow it. Well, you know what? Let's take a quick look. We've got the video from ship shape. We'll see if we can get some, some hints from that. If that's cool, we can do that real quick. Okay. The Orion is uh, sort of like an end game Oops. mining ship. Um, so I think currently at the moment, it's going to be the largest mining ship in the game. So basically it's got like a tractor beam and a cutter at the front. So that'll take in and cut up asteroids. And then it's going to be dragged through the entire ship. So it's basically like a funnel where it's taken to a refinery and then split and spun out into these uh, big tanks on the side where it can be deposited or sold. You use it to take on sort of corporations in terms of like mining and transporting ore and stuff like that. Um, so this thing can just go and eat like entire asteroid fields, um, just sort of mosey around, just eating stuff. Because the ship's so massive, it's very difficult to turn. So instead of turning it to face what you want to mine, you would just reach out and grab it and pull it towards you. As well as reach the mining, it can find as well as we've got ideas for like, you've got the bit at the front, which is the mining part where all the asteroids will be dragged into and munched up with the muncher thing. And then along after that is the refinery, which no other mining the ship thing. has. <laughs> what that does, you can set it to look for certain things in what you've mined. You can just stuff an asteroid in the front and then it will sort out what you find in it. So you can punch in, I want to look for iron or a certain type of mineral or something and it will just search through that and put it away and we can have it sort the ores in those, there's like 12 rotating cubes on the back, the cargo pods. We can say like, this cube's for iron, this cube's for gold and it will do, it, will do that for you. So you can just happily let it go once you set it up how you want. So because it all comes in through the front, through the mining laser, there's a, a central corridor chute that runs through the, the entire ship. So that's sort of defined this hexagonal shape that builds up all the walls. So in each of the rooms, you can kind of see it's slanted. It's not traditional squares with slanted walls. It's that the walls themselves actually slant in almost every room. So that's going to be pretty unique about this ship. There's not much room around for the crew or anything. So we have to scale it up to fit all that in. Which is also good because in the original scale, it was a bit too small for the final mining ship you would get. So it would be a bit disappointing to get it. Because originally it was only half the length of the Idris. You, you would like your absolute final most expensive mining ship to be a thing of like, oh, it's massive and could do loads of stuff. So we've scaled it up pretty much 100% bigger than it was. Just to be able to fill the stuff in and for it to be impressive. It's um, very much industrial, so the, the center section is going to be quite open plan and very mechanical feeling. And then we're going to have to try and have habitation areas a lot brighter and more personal. So it's going to be, again, sort of just trying to balance that. What we've done with the interior is we've focused it around the ore funnel. And it's got that RSI sort of trapezoid 
rhombus sort of shape so that's all arrayed around that all funnel so you have the all funnel in the center corridors either side of that and then branching off of that is rooms on top and around and as you run, run through the ship you're always aware of that all funnel i suppose it'll be making a lot of noise and stuff we're going to have windows you can look into it because that'll be cool so the uh, ryan's currently at white box um so we've basically taken the uh, designer block out uh, and just sort of fleshed it out a bit more uh, just getting the rooms sort of looking what we want them to look like uh, in the final thing uh, and once that's all been okayed we'll then move on to grey box and, and get some sort of finer details and materials and stuff in there so we've been through quite a few iterations with design before we settled on this one and most of the time the limitation was just size so although it was already a massive ship there was this limitation of the tunnel running through the centre and it meant that the rooms are inside had to be more like corridor sized as opposed to room sized it's more sort of gameplay uh, focused in that respect so um basically making sure that you know the player can move around and he's got enough space to sort of do what he wants to do um it doesn't take too long to get from say the cockpit to the cargo bay or something like that because you don't want to be running around the entire ship the white box stage um is is really sort of interesting and really sort of creative um just because you, you get the ability to sort of change how the ship feels so uh, taking the orion as an example um you can basically just by changing the angle that the walls are you can change how the ship feels um so you know if you wanted it to feel claustrophobic you know you can put the walls sort of like in a in a v-shape because then you know you've got all the all the wall like gubbins and stuff on the side feel a lot closer to you um, whereas if the walls are like a pyramid it feels a lot more open because you've got a lot more sort of ground space it's got that paneled sort of look to it where there's you've got your sleek sharp panels and under that sandwich between them is all the tech so you've got the ore funnel along and that's surrounded by tech parts that are open to space and you can see that and then on top and underneath it's sandwiched on with the plates kind of like the constellation nacelles that sort of thing where they're they're one shape but they've got all that little greebling in it um and then from the front you've got that classic rsi trapezoid sort of thing that's a that's another big bulk now today I can confirm that the RSI Orion is nearly white box complete as the team is working in the identify and create additional concept stage before they move into grey box. Soon the dream of shooting massive mining lasers from our ship's faces will be a reality and we'll have more to share on this ship as it continues its progression throughout the pipeline. Okay, so that was 2017. That was four years ago and they were in white box and so... Hmm. Wonder where this ship might pop up. Who knows, right? Um, yeah, we haven't heard anything for a while. Two years. Yep. Yep. It's, it's been a. It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. Um. Let's see. What do we have next to cover here? Uh. Oh. We're moving on here. Uh, I do want to add a little something about the uh, interior hallway. Though I was uh, mm -hmm. happy about that because we're we're talking about you know if your ship is um. If pirates come in and things like that, they're not mm -hmm. going to want to destroy that ship. They're going to either want, going to want you to pay a, a mm -hmm. fee or they're going to go ahead and disable your ship and take whatever they can can't take. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about the interior, as far as if they get along, uh, that interior is so narrow that you can probably defend your ship quite easily. Mm -hmm. um, um, because of the fact that it's not going to be that many people running through that hallway and you probably can take <laughs> them off one by one. <laughs> so it's going to be an interesting ship to defend. I'd like to see how people try to defend that or maybe role play it and see how that works out. Mm -hmm. 
See, the, the only thing I was disappointed about in that video was that uh, they were saying they wanted to bring the cargo deck close to the bridge. I like the idea of it taking two hours to run from one end to the next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes me think of uh, President Scrooge on Spaceball One, you know. Yes, but you're if I right. walk, the movie will be over. <laughs> That's funny. All right, we're going we're gonna to go past the grinders and the lasers because we talked about that a little bit, but we are going to talk about the drones. Uh, some of you may or may not know that CIG had worked on a couple ideas regarding drones for mining. So we're going to show you guys a couple of pictures and then we got a little short video that talks about the drones as well. Uh, and let's see if I get this right. Yeah. Okay. Right. There we go. All right. So you remember that one colossal? Do you, do you yeah, it's a spider that? drone. The spider drone, right? Mm -hmm. so it's, and, and it's huge. It is. It is huge. And this drone is designed for you to be able to. Uh, well, it's 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 a it's a it's a drone that is, it's big. That's all I can say. It's really really big. And we're going to show you on the video how big that thing is. Um, then there are some other drones that CIG showed us too. Uh, this is a drone A uh, version of the maintenance mining drone. Uh, on the left, you can kind of see there that it shows how it looks when it's retracted, uh, when it's using its arms for doing maintenance and also for doing pulling and towing. Uh, to the bottom right, you can see the scale size of that. They have a person standing there and you can kind of get an idea of how large that particular drone is. And it's pretty big. Um, and, and this is one of the ones that was also a, um, uh, a concept uh, that they would have for the uh, Orion because it's too big to go in, I think, any of the other ships that have drones, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the other one is another variation of it, which is uh, Drone B variation for maintenance and mining as well. Um, there is a drone operator. There is someone who will have to be able to control these. And again, um, they're, uh, they're, I don't know how many, I can't remember. They do give a count on how many drones, at least I saw something that had it, but I don't have it on me right now. Or there are four drone bays at least. Okay. There are four drone bays. So I don't know if there's going to be two per drone bay or not. I don't know. Okay. But there are four drone bays on the um, on the Orion. Okay. Okay. So that's that's good to know. That's good to know. Okay. Let's uh, take a look at the video for drones. Okay. Mining drones in the background. They fly right under the scope harvest. But then initially they started off pretty small, you know, like the size of a transit van, but now they're like absolutely huge. We kind of get, you know, the initial sort of brief was these sort of deep sea mining rigs where yeah. you, that, that, you know, go down and, and you can fix things, but you know, they've grown and grown since yeah. then. Then, uh, then we came back, was it, could stick a cab on it? Yeah. So a fully working cab, so you could get into it and you know fly around. Yeah, potentially, in, in the persistent universe, you know people could take these these rigs and uh, you know if they, if they had a big enough um, setup and go out and, and, and mine for themselves. So uh, you know, be a cost involved, obviously, because these things are huge. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, that's an entirely different uh, different thing there. Uh, and uh, Fastcart, you asked what year was that? I want to say that was twenty. It wasn't 2017. I want to say that was a little bit earlier than that. It was that a little bit earlier. I've got to, I've got to look that one up. Um, I'm sorry, I don't have that. Usually I have the dates here, but I don't have them here this time. Lost Gypsy, thank you for that follow. We truly, truly appreciate that as always. Thanks for the follow. Okay. Um, this is where the mining orgs come in on that grip. That right there is completely, if you're bringing in those things and those things actually come into the game, yeah. that's where you're going to have your mining orgs just really shine yep. because 
you're going to see a lot of that in the verse, and you're going to see a lot of those people uh, sitting there doing that. I, sign me up, folks, if you're doing, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Tess, get it, I mean, I know Tess got something going on like that, so mm-hmm. I, I definitely would definitely do that because that's just me. I can sit there all day with that coffee, mm-hmm. like that prospector commercial and just sit when the cracking came through, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can, I, that's just me all day, <laughs> all day. Yeah, and this is these are man drones here, so that's the difference in, with the spider drone. Okay, the other two we showed you before, those are remote control, but this one in particular here is man. They said you can get inside of it, and obviously you can see how you know you'd move around on a, on a surface of some moon or whatever and do mining with it. Drycon, hey, good to see you. Thank you for the hundred bits. Haven't seen you. Oh, in a bit. Drycon, it's been doing, a while. Buddy? Good to see you, man. Um, Loic, any ideas about the spider drone? Had you seen that video before with this with the I spider? Have- I have not seen that video. I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm looking at all of this and I'm at awe with the whole thing. I love the complexity. Mm-hmm. I love everything that they're doing with it because it's, it's not going to be this kind of pointless point and click and, you know, just wait for a progress bar to finish. It's an involved process. that's going to be ever changing. And that spider drone reminds me of something I saw out of the matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the only reason why I love it is a uh, matrix, you know, mm-hmm. okay. um, but uh, no, it looks really cool. Like the idea of just being to being able to walk around on a walker like that and and grab stuff seems that could just be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got it's got pincers in the front that looks like they look like they grind all the material that comes through those right there. Mm-hmm. It just comes out and it just I mean I love that if they have it come in the game. Gigi, you were shaking your head. Is this something you would be interested in doing? Because you said certain things in mining you like doing. Would you be out like in a solo with with something like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, hundred percent, without a doubt. And I was, I was just thinking about what Loic said. Like, it's so cool, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just want to do it. Like, <laughs> and also, just you, y'all know me. I'm, I, I don't. I hate point and click. I really do. I mm-hmm. detest point and click. It gets, if it doesn't engage me, I lose interest. I find myself like scrolling my phone and playing video games at the same time. You know what I mean? If, the point of video games is that I want it to engage me, that I'm attempting to do something with myself other than scrolling freaking Twitter or Facebook or something. <laughs> I need it to grab me and hold my attention and force me to pay attention, y'all. I got undiagnosed ADD. Mm-hmm. I need <laughs> things to like really stimulate me and pull me in so that I can pay attention to it, so that I can focus on it. And that is one of the things I like about Star Citizen is that nothing is like point and shoot. Mm-hmm. Everything that you're doing, you are doing mm-hmm. a thing. You mm-hmm. are involved completely because if you are not, you are going to hate yourself in about 0.5 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if you're mining and not paying attention, I hope you like popping Quantanium. <laughs> Have fun with that. <laughs> you know? like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I wondered, we, and again, this is, we saw this, this was a concept idea they were working on. It goes outside of the ships, but now some type of mining rig, right? They said they thought about the deep sea rigs when they, when they came up with the idea for that. Um, and Colossal, you mentioned that this, you could easily see like orgs where you have a bunch of these. And I, I, could you imagine like a bunch of these being dropped? You know what I mean? I don't know how you'd bring this. I mean, it looks like it moves through space on its own in some form. I don't know if you put this thing on like a, a kraken or something and they'd fly down i don't know how the heck these things are moving I, around i, I want to load them on my a2 and just roll them out the back <laughs> ramp and <laughs> i don't know but that thing looks Autobot. bigger but it looks bigger it looks bigger than the crusader ship though i mean that thing is huge i, I mean maybe they'll come up with a version that fits i don't know but that thing's big man 
I mean, I would think if I was from a different, you know, if I was on the planet and I saw all these coming down, I'd be like, we're being invaded, we're being invaded, we're being invaded. Because imagine just multiple ships oh like God. these. Piglet. Who's that? Oh, Piglet. God. Piglet. Piglet gave us 10 subscriptions. Piglet, thank you so Aww, thank much. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. You all, so show some love to Piglet, our comedian in chat, always keeping us on our toes. You all Definitely. send some Definitely. love to Piglet. Thank you, Piglet. But imagine all these coming down. You got you get twelve in the area, and you're seeing you're seeing some move up. They're mm -hmm. coming back down and stuff like that. I mean, that would be that that would be a major operation. Imagine yeah. sitting somewhere. Imagine just sitting somewhere, minding your own business. You're somewhere like in a prospector doing your thing. You know. And then suddenly, fifteen of those drop out of nowhere. You're done. You might move out. And you sit there like, "Oh well." Well, <laughs> move on. Hopefully, I'm gonna go. But if you know, I don't, you know. Yeah, Piglet. By the way, Piglet put us at our. Um, Piglet put us at our. Uh, hey, thanks for the subscription. Our 150 the for the month. Now. So thank you, Piglet. That hit us at our 150 for the month. So we made our goal right after our last week. Thank you, Piglet. We appreciate that. Thanks, Piglet. You know, there's a thought that comes to mind when I'm watching this video, and, you know, I, I know we're mainly talking about mining here, but, you know, I wonder if the mechanics can ever be put into the game with a drone like this, where we could drop a ton of these on a javelin and just watch it tear the thing apart. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be one way to attack it, right? That would be Buzz insane. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> that, would be, that would be totally insane. Totally insane. Um... Will you guys think that people like these drones here, right? These other drones that we talked about. Um, do you think there'll be people who this will be like, I don't know if this will be an NPC kind of gig. Do you think this would be something that, you know, there'll be people who are experts at remote flying these things? Because, I, you know, I could easily see um, somebody's got to have some skill with maneuvering these things around and getting them to do what they need to do. Okay. Can I start first? Yeah, feel free. All right. So so it, reading the, the Q&As. They did say you can bring an NPC. Now, if you're gonna bring an NPCs, you gotta be careful because the NPCs are gonna be specialized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, you can't just sit there and just hire a cheap NPC who don't know how to use, uh, uh, use a drone. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're gonna have multiple problems, multiple errors. So if it, so, uh, so I, I would assume that the cost would vary mm -hmm. depending on the specialization of the NPC. Mm -hmm. So that that's that's their argument. Do we use NPCs or do we use players? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it, it'd be nice to have players if you can go ahead and 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 um, and, and operate that ship like that. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have players, you're gonna you may have to use an NPC. So you, hopefully you have the resources, the money in place to get you that specialized NPC who is specialized in that drone. Now remember, not every drone is the same. You got different types of drones. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna have to bring in an NPC that's specialized in that, or else it's gonna be disaster if you're using an NPC. Okay, good point. All right, let's, uh, oh boy, somebody else liked us here. Uh, Reload, thank you for the, <laughs> my good friend Reload from Test. Thank you for the, uh, for the, uh, subscription Reload. We appreciate hey, Reload. that. Yep. And Shaman Archon, thank you for the follow. I'm sorry I missed that when it popped up. Thank you for following us. Um, a couple of things. We're going to kind of speed through these, these last few items that we have here. Some more information, uh, for storage when it came to cargo. They talked about having to be able to go back into the cargo area and get things to repair and fix things on the ship. Cargo on this ship in concept was 600 SCU as of the last uh, entry, which is in this, the wiki, the Star Citizen wiki. Their most recent number was 384 SCU. So that got cut back. Um, when we talk about this ship, I think we've already talked about the fact that the Orion is not something that we think you'll be seeing. I mean, you may see it in, in you know, 
safe space areas, but I think this is much more of a deep space kind of thing. Everybody's kind of in agreement with that. When you go out with things, plan on being out for a while. You're not going out for just a couple hours with an Orion, unless you just want to take it out for a, a quick, you know, tour. But if you're really going to go out and work in an asteroid belt, you're going to be out somewhere. Lorik, I appreciated something you said earlier too. And I think Gigi alluded to this about having the logistics in place when you take the ship out. Yeah, you may go out by yourself because you're out in deep space, but at some point you got to have an agreement or a deal with somebody to come help provide fuel for you, right? Because you're not going to go in for fuel. Uh, somebody's got to be willing to make that distance wherever you're going. Um, so somebody better be coming to you in a star fair to refuel you right. when you're going to drop out there. Right, right. Somebody better be coming in something that's got a heavy load of cargo to keep you full of food. Mm -hmm. Somebody's yep. got to be bringing you water. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got to be making, like, everything is a thing when you are leaving somewhere and mm -hmm. staying for over oh, a, wow. a week. Mm -hmm. The logistics of these types of missions are not... <laughs> they're not trifling these mm -hmm. are big situations mm -hmm. and you do have to sit down and consider every single thing because when you are in deep space if you forgot anything <laughs> you are screwed well you can well, call uh what's the name what's the, you can call GoPuff. they'll bring your stuff for you just contact <laughs> GoPuff. Right. i'm just uber eats somebody yes yeah, somebody would be the GoPuff of uh, star <laughs> citizen that might be a, a gig hey what the heck were you going to say, Lorik? Were you going to say something? Oh, I, I, I was going to say just, just the logistics around it. I mean, that's half the fun. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'd, I'd hate to go on this thing into deep space with just a bunch of NPCs because I'd rather, I'd rather hang out with some friends, some people who are going to make me laugh, people who are good at their jobs. So mm -hmm. we all come back with these big grins on our face, going, "That was cool." Yeah. You know. Honestly, yeah. Hear me out. Hear me out. I want to do what Lorik just said, right? Mm -hmm. But do you know what I want to do? Mm -hmm. I want to get in this thing with five of my friends who are idiots and we all go do something stupid and then someone is just like, what did you do to my ship? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I can't believe I took this out for you. This is why I, this is why we can't have nice things. You're going out for two weeks and come back with nothing. You do and that coming, I, I want, I want to go, I want to go out with test and we're gone for three weeks and literally nothing happens. Come back with a bunch of inert, come back with a bunch of inert. We just grabbed everything. We just grabbed everything. We just grabbed everything that was out there. No, you're yeah. going to fill the cargo hole full of beer. <laughs> we're going to go out with no food. It's just going to be mm -mm. beer. And we're going to come back with just cans and rock. I'd intentionally wreck that ship into a, a platform. Oh, I can't imagine. If you came back with some nerd items or just beer, I would intentionally wreck that ship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going here. Uh, more profit. Um, does anybody in chat remember? I asked this of the panel earlier, and we couldn't remember. How much do you make with a fully loaded cat delivering uh, anything? If anybody knows, like if you have a fully loaded cat with scrap or a fully loaded cat with laranite, does anyone remember how much you come back with? Can somebody put I that in chat for us? I, I want to say it's, it's like two or million or two point five million, something yeah, like that. Does anybody remember? remember. Oh! 97 said 40k right lately <laughs> that's been that low oh my god that's terrible raymar says 3 million in quantanium okay so let's use your number raymar 3 million in quantanium um scrap okay i'm gonna use the i'm gonna use the higher number so if we were to take that and just to give you guys an idea oh i can pull it up of the profit margin here crap why didn't i think about 3 this? million and we're gonna do that um, that's with a load of 560. I'm getting this right here. Sorry, I should have thought about two, this and I didn't. 
times oops i'm sorry trading i'm doing my math here gang so bear with me here times two gamma tech can do that i keep forgetting the the, 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 the galactic logistics 16. that website yeah that comes back you come back with 96 million if you come back with a load uh with the orion 96 million uh where you spent uh three million doing low low with caterpillar so that's refined you know and, and, and that's like that you sell i'm sorry that's stuff that you're selling okay um the bulk ore capacity on this ship is and mind you these numbers are old so please don't quote us because y'all know these numbers can change but according to the most recent numbers is 16,288 SCU. So we're talking about a hull C roughly, if I'm not mistaken, that could carry what's in here. You don't have to go to mm -hmm. a D or E, uh, but it's still a lot of material, it's still a lot of material. And then the last but not least part that we'll talk about today, and we can get some information from those of you in chat is about the price. Uh, when this ship came out, the concept price was 325 US dollars, 325. It has now moved to 5,000, I'm sorry, $575. So the price has almost doubled. And we know that the ship size has doubled. Um, That's another reason I will never own one. <laughs> you might, you never, you might earn the money in game one day and you'll have one. Who knows? Griff, if uh, you think I would waste time and effort trying to buy one of those in game, <laughs> you know nothing about me. Well, I guess it all depends on how much it's going to run. Because how much is the, what's the most expensive ship right now in game? It, to buy, you know, in game, in game pricing. Too much. Is it the carrot? Is it 890? Oh, I don't know the eight ninety. Okay, Pickle says the eight ninety. Anybody know what it goes for in AC? Thirty-two million. Thirty-two million. Okay, thirty-two million. Yeah. So for an industrial ship that size, yeah, you're right, Gigi. It might be. <laughs> it might be a lot of money. It might be a lot. It might be a lot. It might be. You might be better off just working on it and getting paid. By and just working on somebody else's and getting paid and going home. And, uh, and not have to worry about the uh, responsibility man. of it, which is no joke. That's no, honest shame. See, goodness, that's, the that honor. is oh. a shame. That, that means that's none a, of y'all get all this You know, I was about to say it. Listen, I was just about to say it. Gigi is not prepared for the responsibility of owning that ship. Okay, because y'all know me, I'm not good of this kind of thing <laughs> i can barely get my cutty off a pad and y'all want me to try to well, get you can that own it you can own it but you don't have to fly it you can own yeah, it i don't so. want to own it for what? you can fly it won't she won't have to go that fast like the cut that's true what? that's true it is move slow that is true it's a slow moving ship i don't think she can go as forward and back but you don't know gg doesn't like the big ships we've tried we, we try to put a reclaimer whatever she we try to tell them they're not hard to fly one. We'll see. We're gonna, see. we gonna put her on one, and if she don't like it, we can do that. We can follow her policy and eject her from that seat. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> how you gonna drag me somewhere and then eject me when I don't like it? I told you up front, I didn't want to do it. I don't know, Colossal. We're just gonna set the ship out there. How you gonna impress me? And we're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna set the ship out there. We're just gonna leave the keys on the table. I bet you should be in ten minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> Like a 1770s merchant navy. This man just impressed me into his ship and, and then decided the I wasn't good enough make you walk and told the me plank. to walk the plank. Make you walk the plank. Yeah. The yeah. Panther says 50 million plus for the Orion. Thinks that that's what the price is going to be. I'm Panther, I'm kind of tempted to say maybe even more if an 890 is going for 32. Yeah, I'm looking more like around 80 million, mainly because of the profit margin of what you can make on the ship. That's the other side of the coin. The question becomes, it may be a lot of money you pay, 
but how much do you make within a certain amount of time? So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. Uh, that was a lot. We covered a lot on this particular ship that we don't even know what it looks like yet, but, um, <laughs> there's a lot of information that we share with you guys. Hopefully you guys saw some, some images and visuals also that maybe you've never seen before. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about final pricing. That was the last thing I was gonna ask you. Uh, Gigi, I'll start with you. Based upon concept price of 325, current price of 575, and we know that when the ship goes, you know, that flyable, that it probably will increase. Based upon, let's just say, let's assume that everything we've talked about about the ship, that it actually will deliver all those responsibilities. Again, what do you think the final price will be on this ship? based upon, we know CIG, well, that price is going to go up. What do you think oh, it will land at? I'm saying, I'm going at least 2K. I'm not going to lie to you. 2,000? Hear me out. Yes, hear me out. Ooh. The 890 jump is $1,000. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? The 890J is 1,000. There's no way the Orion's less than, less than half of that. I mean, you know, less mm. than twice that. There's no way. And it's going to get bigger. Mm. And more that's detailed. Something to think about. Yeah, that's There's something no to way you're about. not looking at 2,500 for that ship. Impossible. That's something to think about. I, I didn't compare about it in the sense of thinking about that ship in particular. That's an interesting point. Uh, here's the, the, the GG system. I'm showing you guys the video. If you look off in the distance there, what they're choosing for scale is an Andromeda constellation uh, in the background. So there's a constellation, then there's the original size of the Orion. And then there is the current size of the Orion. Uh, Loic, what about you? Where do your numbers land here based on 325, 575? Where do you think it's going to land? It's the size of a whole E. Whole E is going for 600, I think, six something, but we know that's going to go up too. So what do you think? You know, I was going to say a thousand before, but Gigi said two, and then she, she was, you know, making, giving her justification. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of with her, man. It's like, this is a massive ship. I think that when it actually gets on the roadmap, when we start seeing work in progress art for it, and it, they're doing the ramp up for this, I think we're going to see the price come up from where it is now. Um, eventually it'll be a thousand dollar ship. Then there's going to be a big sale where you can get it for twelve hundred dollars. Um, and then I wouldn't be surprised if eventually this is you know fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar ship. Mm. I mean, it's it's a beast. You can make a, a lot of money out of it, and and it's got one heck of a gameplay loop. Just you know, based on the the description, the descriptions that we're reading now, we don't even know what they're really considering. I mean, mm -hmm. you know what what else could be added to this? Mm -hmm. uh that we haven't thought of so mm -hmm. okay colossal i'm just gonna uh, i'm gonna refer to what Gigi said and what loic said and i just basically told chat i just put it in chat right now the word is binge mm -hmm. okay buy it in game <laughs> that's it so you won't have to worry about talk about i spent all this money on my ship you have to buy ships and star citizen blah blah blah, blah, blah da, da, da. so it's a pay to win buy it in game mm -hmm. because that's a lot of money if you're gonna go ahead and put that i can put that down yeah. for an apartment dumping for a house whatever a car mm -hmm. that that's a lot of money so i'll let now while i said yeah. that i would not attempt to buy one of these in game i kind of am taking that back hear me out now i'm still not going to mm -hmm. but i think it will be possible mm -hmm. if you're making 96 million on a six crew mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you can save up 100 million for this shipping game mm -hmm. 
If a six crew is making 96 million, you're dividing that by like, I'm saying eight with the captain taking a slightly bigger cut than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can save up. You can save up for that. Especially if you're not, especially if you're also, if that's not the only thing you're doing. And I don't think anybody in Star Citizen is going to have a single career, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're, yeah, you you can make it. You could make it happen. It's it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. You would have to grind for it, but it's doable. So Colossal, I got to still ask you about a real number though. When this goes ready to fly, what's CIG going to ask for people who want to, who want to buy one? I mean, she may go an extra $500 over at eight, eight, over an eight, eight ninety. I would say two to $500 more. Okay. So 1200 so, to 15, you think? Mm-hmm. There's no way I can see this ship at, at 2000. Well, I said divide by eight paper. Because no. you're paying the six people who are on the ship, but you also got two people or two different conglomerates off the ship that you have to pay. Oh yeah, I yeah. thought about that. Yeah. I mean, she's bigger. She's bigger now than Idris and half the size of a javelin. So I mean, it's yeah. I I wrestle with this because it's difficult because like uh right when you when you get into their own cut. Well, well, no, but you're talking about on the on the, in the sense of gameplay money. I'm talking about real dollars here, GG. And, and my question is. Because I'm, I'm, what I'm wrestling with is Gigi's point is well made point about the 890, right? It's eight, it's 950 bucks, right? Cash. I'm talking about cash money. Uh, when you get to an Idris, you're talking what 1500, 1200? How much is the Idris right now? Anybody in chat know what the? I don't remember what the new number is. 1200, yeah, 1500 for Idris. Uh, for for the uh, javelin, we're talking 2000. Yeah, citizen, you're you're right about that. Um, in the sense of the luxury tax, you know, I, mean, I know we call it that. Um, my thing is, how many people does it take to operate these ships? And like an Idris, was it 24? Colossal for the Idris? Was but the, this is only six for the R.I.F. Right, that's what I'm trying to get confirmation on. What is, is Idris 24? Give me a second. So I'm, I'm trying to also price out like how many people operate on a ship, right? Yeah. So if you've got 24 on an Idris at the price of $1,500, uh, a Kraken is 80 people. At two thousand dollars, and so like I was feeling a little, I was feeling Loic slightly more conservative about like fifteen to two thousand, more than my two thousand twenty five hundred because I tend to be, I tend to overestimate on purpose because I never want to get caught without enough. (laughs) Okay, so I just have a a a habit in my head to Mm. overestimate and Mm. make sure that beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm not getting too. And check out and can't pay for what I've <laughs> ordered, right? Because that's like my biggest fear is to be in a line without enough money to pay for what I put on the car on the the belt. I can't do that. That I got you. Uh, ew. So, all right. <laughs> I do major math at all times when I'm doing this kind of stuff. So okay. I would I would probably agree with Loic. It's somewhere between seventeen to two thousand. All right. And Piglet's saying the interest P is fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. So yeah. Cause that, the, at, well, as far as if you're going to go ahead and put it up for um. Um, uh, if you're going to credit it and things like that, it's 1500 right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm wrestling with this one because the Krakens are running. Yeah. 1300 to 1700. This ship is bigger than all those things, all those ships. Yeah, it's, it has less, um, and the profit, the profit when, margin when I, on it is so much bigger on which you can make money wise. Because when I was putting it up against the Kraken in my head, the Kraken privateer in my head, I was like, okay, the Kraken privateer does so much more than it Mm -hmm. but you make so much more money doing one specific thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with the orion right 
So there's not so much that you have to be doing to make the same amount of money. Right. Which I think does make it slightly more precious. Yeah. Um, because on the privateer, you got so many people who are always constantly moving. Everybody's running around. Everybody's in and out of the beds, logging in, logging out. You have to keep it constantly going. It's not really like that. It's not quite as hectic with six people on an Orion making a hundred mil, if not more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you're really off a bigger profit margin. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think I'm, they're going to take that into account. I'm wrestling with this. I'm, I'm really wrestling with it because the price is so low. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really having a difficulty seeing that. But I think you it. have to remember that right now the price is so low because it may not still be in concept, but there is no flyable ship. Well, that, that's not what I mean. I, I'm, I'm referring to the fact that I remember when the... Um, when the 890 was 600 bucks mm-hmm. and it did that jump by 350 bucks, you mm-hmm. know? And it, it, when we saw it, it, you know, cause at the time we were, when we saw the scale and we saw the difference and it grew in size, people were like, oh man, it, it, you know, it jumped 300 bucks. But then when we got it, nobody really complained. Nobody's like, kind of said like, we don't see it, you know, like 350, mm-hmm. it wasn't worth it. Most people are like, dag, the people that got it at 600 got a deal. You know, that's kind of like the attitude yeah. that people have. And I'm kind of feeling that same way about the Orion yep. because it's people doubling. Are be like, and the price. Man, is, I should have got it in concept. Right, right. <laughs> now, the price already doubled once. And so I'm wondering how CIG will, you know, again, will they, will it go up another 300 to 1,000? Yeah, I'm thinking or... when we get a flyable ship, that's going to be the biggest jump. That's what I'm talking about. That's the price I'm talking about. Flyable, I think we're gonna go to about a thousand to twelve hundred, and then I think when like the game actually releases, it'll jump again to about fifteen, sixteen. Okay. All right. Well, I'm wrestling. I'm. I can't come up with a number. This is one of those times. I know it sounds weird. I I can't. I'm rest. I'm struggling with the. I, I there's a number I have in my head that I think would be justified, but it. But I my number in my head is about twelve hundred. It, that that's where I'm putting it. I'm putting it yeah. below Idris more than the 890, but but it, but it but it's still a doubling again of the price. That's what I'm I'm wondering if CIG could actually get away with doubling that price again, and 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 maybe people people may say hey, have once they, they see it. Have they ever been scared? Have they ever no, been scared? And has the community but, ever given them a reason? But they to haven't. Be? But they haven't doubled the ship. The the last ship they doubled was the Carrick, right? And and that put a stifling on a lot of people. When the Carrick went to 600 bucks, there were a lot of people that had, like, I hate to say it, but it was like remorse, that, like you said, that they didn't get it during concept because it was way cheaper. Right, right? but guess what, Griff? Guess mm-hmm. what? They still bought it. Yeah, there's some people that paid the six for it. That's true. <laughs> okay, they still that's, bought it. That's because true. Star Citizen players are Star Citizen players. We yeah. got people into Star Citizen for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Meaning this game ain't hurting and they're going to make whatever they want for these prices and people are going to pay them. I guess, I guess. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Time will definitely Buy tell. It in game <laughs> very true very true very very That's true yeah piglet I, piglet I will say this i got mine in one of my packages so i was fortunate enough to get it at the earlier price i, I didn't have to pay the higher price for it but but to, and to, to the other point that Gigi mentioned earlier though, there's going to be a lot of people who will be happy to man and be on these ships they don't have to own them because there is a dynamic about owning these caps when you start getting into the capital ships there's a different level of responsibility with them and the reality of it is, if you don't have them properly manned, they're just going to sit in your hangar and be when collecting dust. When you start talking 
hundreds of thousands, if not millions, AUEC just to fuel the mm. ship. And then considering that you are going to spend a good portion of that lifting such a massive amount of weight just off the pad <laughs> before you even get anywhere, just getting it from gravity to space is going to cost you so much money. I'm not being funny. I'm a thousand percent serious. This... You're going to have to spend so much money just to get the food on this ship that I'm sure by a certain point in your career, people are going to expect that you're going to feed and water them when they're on your ship. They're not going to expect to have to bring their own stuff. You've got to manage all of this, and it's all on you as the cap, as the person who owns it. It is on you. You have to do it because if you don't, the mission fails. Well, we had that conversation on the logistics show talking about, you know, a lot of times when people have been looking at the cargo space on ships, they often aren't they they have to start thinking about that that cargo space is not there for necessarily picking up cargo from other places and selling no, it. No, it's there it's to about, take what you need with you. It's about your needs. It's about your medical just, supplies or all the things that you have to utilize on the ship for. And again, someone said it earlier that yeah, there's going to be somebody who has that career that's going to be that delivery service that's going to bring things out to people. You know, because some people like this ship does not land. This ship stays in space. You know what I mean? That's all you do is stay in space. You can you can dock with yeah. it. But beyond that, um, it's meant to be in space all the time and somebody's mm -hmm. got to come out and bring stuff to it and everything else. So, yeah. Okay, so let me get Colossal in. He wanted to say something. What were you going to say? No, I was, just, I was just saying something stupid. I mean, this is why CIG needs to develop that system. You know, T, Earl Grey, hot. You know, so if it's not Star Trek and just give me an automated, you know, food maker yeah. instead of having somebody deliver to be fantastic. Now, we know that's not going to happen, but but Gigi's, uh, she's right on it. I mean, it, that's all about what Gigi and Lord was saying, all about logistics. You got to be able to have that stuff set up if you're looking for a long This is a radiation-powered um, aircraft carrier. It's not coming in. You have mm -hmm. to bring what you need to and from it because it yeah. cannot come to you mm -hmm. and it answers that question somebody asked the question is can you put the ship in the atmosphere i'm quite sure you could the answer the question is do you want to the orion because no. the ship is way too big i don't know <laughs> I, I don't do it uh -uh. no first of all why would you bring it in atmosphere that's what I'm saying. There, there are some ships right. in the game that's not designed to go in the atmosphere, guys. Right. The, the, well, the question was, can you put it in the atmosphere? Why would you? Yeah, that, 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 you can. Well, you'll never get it out. You'll never get it out. You'll never get it out. That would be like attempting <laughs> to put your privateer in atmosphere. Have fun with that. No, 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 no. No, no, you can do the privateer. Privateer can go in atmosphere. The crack in the privateer, but no, no. There's another ship that is the Javelin. No, it's not the Javelin. What is it? Some other ship in the game that does not go in atmosphere. Or is it the Javelin? Idris does. Does Javelin go the in the atmosphere, y'all? The Kraken can go in, the, go in the atmosphere. The Kraken can land. Right. The Idris can. The um, Endeavor? The Endeavor no, can. Endeavor can. can. You Endeavor can. the modules. The mo yeah, yeah. Only, the, only the front the part. the main ship. The main mm -hmm. ship can go. Yeah, thank you, Kimmy. Only the only uh, the front part of the Endeavor can come down. Right. But the, the rest ship. of it has to stay up. Yeah. Well, you're trying to say something. Oh, yeah. Well, I, what I was going to say is we were talking about bringing the ship in the atmosphere. Yeah, well, if you haven't played 314, uh, PTU, <laughs> they changed a lot of the flight mechanics mm -hmm. in atmosphere versus in space. Yep. And I'm that idiot who spawned an 890 jump in Orison <laughs> and tried to take a wedge through uh, the air and out of atmosphere. Mm. And I'm trying to remember how much gas I had left by the time I finally broke mm -hmm. orbit. And I think I used about 80% of my fuel tank what? just to break orbit. And it was 30 minutes later. Oh my God. Um, oh, yeah. and then and then of course I jumped into Hercules 
and it's just carved right through right the through earth. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I, I did it in a I did it in a um a, a Pisces and several small ships. No time, no problem, right? And Colossal mm -hmm. always says this. He always talks about the fact that people are going to start to understand that the idea is to shuttle, which is what you're supposed to do. I mean, anybody knows anything about, you know, rocket stuff now. You know, it's expensive oh. to take off and get out of atmosphere. So oh, the yeah. idea is you get in a small ship, you go up to the station, you call up what you need, and you go. Unless, yeah, you, just unless you just have the money to just throw out the window and have a real slow ride right. <laughs> out of atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, just it's real slow expect, at Orison. Yeah, don't expect every planet or moon to have the same type of atmosphere or gravity mm -hmm. to where you can just fly the same ship, mm -hmm. AKA 890, in, um, in, in selling and fly it at the same type of level and pace over there in Hurston and mm -hmm. fly it at the same type of level place at Orison. Mm -hmm. And it just kills me how so many people come on and they be like, it should be easy. No, it shouldn't. No, it should not. You need to know what you can and can't fly into those systems. And you need to know the atmosphere and things like that because you just can't have it. it that'll be a boring game mm -hmm. if I was able to fly uh, a reclaimer. You know how long it took to get the reclaimer out of Hurston when it first came out? <laughs> or software? It took me over an hour to get that. So I'm not saying that's, that's not ridiculous. But what I'm saying is there should be some type of difference to where you just need to know better if you're going to fly those types of ships and those types mm -hmm. of uh, uh, atmospheres. Yeah. And frankly, the type of people who are buying these types of shit, these are not casuals, right? Mm -hmm. Like people who are spending a thousand dollars on one ship, these are not casual. People who are grinding away to make 32 million to purchase it in game. If you think that you can do what you can do in Hurston, it, on a, that's your stupid fault. I'm not just, <laughs> I'm just not gonna lie to you. That's your own stupid fault. You should have figured that out long ahead of time. What were you doing when you were grinding for your 32 mil? What were you doing when you were saving up your thousand dollars? Thought process, y'all. Come on now, we're adults. <laughs> I love Gigi's all worked up today. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, okay. Well, on that note, we're going to tie our ribbon around the old oak tree. We've covered our, our um, industrial strength for this week. Ryan, hope you guys really enjoyed it. Um, let's hope and pray that, uh, we see this ship within the next, I would love to see it within the next couple of years, but, uh, we'll see what happens. I'd love to see those spider drones pop up too. That would be really interesting as well. But I also kind of want CIG to move on to some other careers. So I'll admit that I'm ready for medical. I'm ready for cargo and some other stuff to start coming up. So, and we know that's on the roadmap. Loic, thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate having you and your voice back in the game. Uh, tell people where they can find you. Um, well. I, uh, I've been hanging out with uh, with a group of guys at uh, Raven Shroud and uh, just a small star citizen org. Otherwise, I've been lurking around Test Squadron. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of time in PTU. And, and when 314 hits, I'll be spending a lot of time just, uh, you know, seeing what crashes or what flies, you know, underneath Orison. <laughs> how far it'll go. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So and yeah, Gigi, where can people find you? Thank you for being here today. Back again. Ooh, good to see you. Good to be back on this show. Yeah. It's nice to roll my eyes and yell about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Fast Card. I'll hit them when I get through doing the, uh, the everybody intros. Thanks, Fast Card, for reminding me. I'm sorry. Go ahead, yeah, Gigi. You guys, you guys can find me on Twitter or here or uh, 
what's the other one instagram you can find me all at the same name the green eyed gal i missed y'all so much i'm glad to be back and let's hope that we can make this happen more often very cool and colossal what about you you can find me on here school's starting to back up so my attention would be to the towards the babies mm-hmm. but um but um you can find me on here as always griff thanks gg so good to see you again Mm-hmm. And Loic, my partner in crime, always definitely good to see you, brothers. Oh, it's, I'm so glad you, you're see back you on. I haven't seen you in a hot minute. Very cool. We have some viewer questions, and I'm sorry, I completely zoned out of my brain and forgot that we had that list. So let's take a quick look at them. Uh, the first one we have is so don't let me interrupt, but answer this if you can. So let's take Gigi for example. She owns the Orion and has a crew that knows what to do. What type of daily tasking would Gigi have to do aboard this ship? What does the boss of an Orion do for the other crewmates? Eject them out of the airlock if they don't do their job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they said, assuming that they are doing what they're supposed to do, you know, what would your, what do you feel your role is as the actual like you mentioned this earlier, as the as the captain of that ship, the owner, you, what is your role in that position? I'm not an owner. I'm not a captain, and I don't want to know, which is exactly why I'm not buying one. They're asking hypothetically <laughs> if you were in charge of the ship, because you were the one who mentioned about the captain's role. And they're, yeah. I think they're just asking, what but do you I think a captain should be doing? But I don't want to be, be the doing? captain. Why would I know? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Donnie, she, she answered the question earlier. She said that you the captain the would be responsible for making sure that all the things that are needed for the crew, whether it be the food, the, the, food, the medical supplies, the logistics, making sure that the escorts... All those cool things. It would things be logistics. It would also be purchase. Not it would be logistics. It would also be, um, you know, you you're the person who's p- putting out applications and looking for that crew. You're the person who is making sure that the fuel's on board. You're the person who is making sure that you've got a starfarer on board to come and refuel you in deep space. You're the person who's making sure they're coming out with food and water. You're the person who's making sure you're not out of food and water. You're the person who's making sure that everybody who's on board is actually doing their job. Because if they are not, you're all going to die. Oh, you know? Lord. So okay, Gigi's in the killer <laughs> mode for some reason today. But you guys get the general idea. You're responsible for the overall well-being of the crew in the ship in time. Release okay. your anger. And the next you focus. One, oh, God. Don't get her started. All right. Admiral Kusanagi says, Griff, you and I talked about this. SC Live mentions that the following date stamp. Oh, God. Commander, that the Starfarer will mine minerals. They never showed that on its ship page. Uh, did he just screw up? You know what? Again, Admiral, the only thing I know about the Starfarer, to be honest with you, is that it is it can carry material, right? Transport material can works as a transport, um, liquid materials in particular. But its main purpose for mining is gases, gaseous. I don't know about anything else, any other type of resources. If you remember, there was a, a while back there was a a huge controversy that came up about the Starfarer because people thought that the Starfarer was going to mine Quantanium. And we found out over time that that was not the case. Now, that was an assumption because I don't ever think, I remember they were talking about Quantanium. Maybe they did and I missed it. Um, but if, from my understanding, if you if you know how the Starfarer is designed, the I'm military sorry. version has the, um, uh, has the missile rack in it. But the civilian one, and you can do this on the military version as well. You take that out and there's a grill there that brings gases in into the ship. And then that's 
brought in and processed and refined. Um, and we don't, and we don't know very much about it other than we know that there is a refinery. They have identified that ship having a refinery. The, um, uh, freelancer Durr has a refinery and, uh, there's one other ship, the 315 and the, uh, the 100 series has its own style of a refinery too. Uh, but that's the only thing I know about that in relation to mining, in relation to the uh, the star yeah, fair. There were not uh, from from the Q and A's that I saw um, that those refineries are only limited to specific mining vessels, mm. and that other ships that other people think that may be able to modulate like that, they're saying that the piping in those ships do not allow that to happen. So that's why it's specifically um, set for the Orion. The Orion right now, as we know of, is the only refinery for those mineral ores, mm -hmm. okay? As far as gaseous, then yes, the Starfarer can do that. Mm -hmm. But as far as ores, I mean, there may be a liquid or a gas version of a quantanium. Don't know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. They may get that, that strategic. But based off of the ship's piping, those ships will not have that. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, very cool. Um, okay. I think that is the bulk of everything, uh, for this week. Uh, let's, uh, let you guys know about our show on Thursdays, Soul Talk. If you guys uh, are free Thursday evenings at 10 PM Eastern, uh, where we have our community talk show where you can come into the discord and actually join us and talk on the show with us. And we have a great time on that. Also next Sunday, uh, our next show is going to be called star citizen. Why so long? Yes, for all of you who always have to wonder, why does it take so long? We're going to be addressing that question next week. And we have the guest Uber nerd, the wild man of Star Citizen himself, is going to be joining us for that particular show. And we are going to have an honest conversation about, you know, why Star Citizen is taking so long. And, uh, and hopefully you guys can present some really good questions for us. And hopefully we'll be able to respond to them in like manner in a very good way. So thank you guys for being here with us today. We are going to set up for a raid. And that raid is going to be to uh, Red Lear. For those of you all who know who Red Lear is, we're going to set up a raid with him. He just got started a little while ago. So send some love and some uh, time with him. Follow him if you like what you see over there. Let him know that you came from the Soul Citizens. And uh, we'll see you guys hopefully on either Thursday or next Sunday. And again, to all the panel, thank you guys for being here tonight. Thanks for sharing your knowledge and theory crafting and all that cool stuff. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys real soon. Till then, we're going to set up our raid. And as always, peace, love, and soul. You guys take care. We'll see you soon. Oh, who gave us that? Rooster. Thank you for the follow. <laughs> we appreciate it. You guys have a good night. Happy okay? to see you guys again. See you soon, everybody. Take care.